All right, this is the Heat in the Kitchen podcast, episode two. Uh, pretty excited today. We've got Chef Dave Becker here. I'm Chef Avi Shemto, by the way. Uh, we've got Chef Dave Becker here, who owns uh, Sweet Basil in Nido, Massachusetts, Juniper in Wellesley, Massachusetts, and Bellani in Waltham, Massachusetts. Thanks for coming, Dave. And we've got NFL Hall of Fame linebacker, Andre Tippett. Thanks for coming by, Andre. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Uh, Today, we, we've got a sponsor, very cool sponsor. Oh, you're Vino. not going to name your producer here? Am I supposed to? I wasn't sure. I thought you were Mr. I had no tagline last week. Then you go, restaurateur, Hall of Famer, and then be like, Corey, he still has no tagline, even from last week. All right, so, so. we have producer extraordinaire, Corey O'Leary. Did I say go. your name last week, actually? I, I don't know, but it's... We uh, did the whole no fun. gimmicks thing. Anyway, uh, yeah, Corey's here, as always. And then we have uh, Vinovations in Sharon, Massachusetts, is sponsoring us today. They've got uh, some great wine selections. They've got one of the cool systems where, like, you go in there and there's bottles of wine all over the wall and it's, like, all samples because you can buy the, the wine to leave. They're technically like a liquor store. But you can go in there and have, like, a whole party. You can spend the whole day having, like, one-ounce samples of wine all across the room. It's fun. It's cool. Uh, so, yeah, Vinovations and Sharon, appreciate you guys. You guys red wine or white wine, guys? I'm red. white. I'm white, personally. Red. 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 I, love a, I love a nice full body. Full body. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Andy likes red wine. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a red wine. I'm a red wine drinker when it's in front of me. I'm a white wine drinker when that's in front of me. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. That's just how I roll. Yeah. Well, this this might turn me on to red because uh, this is pretty good. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I could get into this. Yeah. Heat in the kitchen, week two. Becker and Tippett coming through. They got a problem in Houston, plus the lead Billy O just blew. Edelman's jumping cars and Trump's showing restraint. Plus Lamar falls and D. Henry goes hard in the paint. It's heat in the kitchen. Sweet. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what we're going to talk about first. I thought of a cool question, actually, that I thought, like, sort of, I was, like, thinking about the two of you guys and sort of, not that there's a huge age difference with me, but but there's just kind of a an interesting thing I thought about between... So my dad was a chef. And my dad owned restaurants my whole life. And then I opened restaurants and my dad never kind of understood what I was up against. Because in his... When he was doing his thing, social media wasn't what it is now. Right. And I was thinking about it. And I'm like, when you opened Sweet Basil, social media wasn't like huge yet. And obviously in your playing days. And I was thinking like, how do you guys think... I mean, I imagine massively. How do you think that would have changed your entire careers, essentially? Well, I don't know about you, Dave. I'm glad they didn't have social media back in my <laughs> day. It was, uh, I talked to a lot of my old teammates a lot. And, you know, we obviously, I do a lot of social media, you know, personally and professionally. And uh, and I just, it's amazing the stuff that I see on the players and I watch the players do and the do's and the don'ts. And I'm just, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't around when I was playing. I mean, not that I did a whole lot, but still. No, but the weird thing is, like, like you said, not that you did a whole lot. The weird thing about social media, especially when it comes to anybody that's in the public spotlight, and, and in particular with athletes, is that if it's a slow news day, you're getting crushed for doing stuff that all of us have done. Right. That, honestly, that a lot of us still do. Absolutely. And some of it's behavior that you're like, yeah, you're not proud of it if it's you, but it's not that big a deal. Some of it's behavior that's like, honestly, not even a big deal. Like, right. you, you know, you walk into a business, you know, a donut shop, and you choose not to eat this donut or that donut, and they were... They're, like, making you look like you were rude. The good thing is, though, is that, like, people forget about it now. So, like, if something embarrassing comes out about you, like, no one remembers because there's something new all the time. So oh, 100%. Like, that, that actually brings me to another thing that happened today. So, today, the, the Houston Astros got their uh, MLB suspension came down. They suspended their GM and their head coach for a whole season. And my first thought was about Billy O'Brien. Right. I was like, today was going to be a hard news day for Billy O'Brien. Right. 
And uh, right away, I was like, nope, in Houston, they're not talking about that blown lead today. <laughs> took the slack off. Yeah, me. he's like, <laughs> you almost like, you're like, Billy O'Brien got up this morning. He was like, oh, and then he saw that and he was like, okay, I'll right, be all right. right. Yeah, but NFL, NFL's still king. You, you lose a 24 nothing lead, then I, I think that's still, uh, tomorrow might be the front page, but everybody still cares more about the Texans in that game, I, be- I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the, again, but the news cycle is what. Did you see Deshaun Watson's? Uh, at, I love Deshaun Watson, by the way. Did you see his uh, press conference by any chance? Like the stuff he said. No. I just don't think enough athletes do this. They were like, uh, do you know? You know, Billy O'Brien, no. the whole thing. So Billy O'Brien used to used to coach here. He was the offensive coordinator, right? Right. And uh, he's been down in Houston with the Texans for a while, and he's had success. I mean, he's been successful, and for some reason, he gets crushed. Uh, and they blew a real bad lead. Oh, yeah. No, there were, like, memes. Everybody oh, was, was, like, bad. you know, there was, like, just. Uh, Which, if you think about it, they're getting crushed for their early success, not their fit, because everyone kind of assumed they were going to get rolled. Right. And then they just jumped out to this early lead. Yeah, yeah, somebody said on Twitter, they said, he's going to be the first coach to get fired after uh, almost getting a raise in the first quarter, and then he gets fired in the second quarter. Uh, definitely. But the thing, uh, the thing that I, I saw Deshaun Watson do was, like, he came out. And, again, I just think, like, and this is the whole social media culture. You don't want to get crushed. You don't want to. Not enough guys will stand, will stand by their coach. And I don't know their relationship, but he came out and said. He wasn't iffy. He didn't say that's not my business. He didn't. He just said, uh, I love that. I love him. And he goes, oh, one uh, of the he players go, said that? Like, the oh, player. Their, yeah, their yeah, star yeah. quarterback. Oh, that's cool. And then. he said, I play 110% for that guy, and I'll play 110% every single day that he's the head coach here. That's cool. And I was like – and he actually said, he goes, I know – another thing a lot of people don't uh, acknowledge is that they hear the noise. He said, I know that a lot of people have criticisms, but we don't in right. our locker room, and we're with this guy. And I, I just think sometimes you watch, like, a coach get ripped and then get fired, and then afterwards it comes out the players supported him. And you're like, well, why didn't they just say that? Like, why didn't they say in the press conference? Because that changed my opinion. When I saw it, I was like, listen, that, that's his boss. And he's saying that he loves working for him. So was that's it good like the me. coaching got the blame for the – I don't know about that, did it? Yeah, well, I think uh, – I only well, saw the well, second let's half. Let's put it this way. Andre is a defensive Same, player. You were a defensive that. player. You know, I, I don't – they were up 24 to nothing. And then right. I think the Chiefs scored what? Like seven straight possessions. They scored touchdowns or something. Yeah. So, I mean – how do you stop Patrick Mahomes? That's that's the real issue, I guess. It's tough, man. So I, I don't know if you have thoughts on that. How, how do you stop Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs' offense? Hit him often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they couldn't yeah. get to him, yeah. and then w- a couple times he got out of the pocket and scrambled, and it's it's just it's, so I don't. It looks impossible to stop when they're rolling like that. Right. Well, I don't want to like bore the world with X's and O's too much, but that's what I love. I love X's and O's football. How hard is it as a defensive player where you've got a 24 nothing lead early? They, they obviously start scheming to sort of, like, run clock and pull right. back. But it's like you only know one speed, right? Like you said, hit them often. Right. And now all of a sudden, like, what – I don't know. I watch games like that, and just as a fan, I think, like, yo, it's been working for a quarter. Right. Just keep going. You know, especially when it's, it's this late in the playoffs. It's like, yeah. Yeah. No, you know, I, I've, I've been watching last couple of weeks. You know, obviously we're out of it now, but still yeah. I'm, I, I play cl- – I pay close attention, and uh, defensively, I'm always looking at what's going on out there. And, you know, it's, it's one of two things defensively. And I was kind of – I had some people at the house the other day and was kind of yelling it. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you know, the team – the defensive squads that were having success, they were pushing the pocket, maintaining containment. And when I tell you that, it sounds easy, and it really is hard to do uh, consistently – if you're not a disciplined player. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, you know, the play, I don't know 
a lot of these guys personally, but I'm just talking about schemes and, 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 and how you do things defensively. And I know um, the teams that had success this week, they all pushed the pocket and they showed strong discipline on containment. And especially when you have two quarterbacks like 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 Baltimore's quarterback, Kansas City's quarterback, and 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 and, and even the, the, the Texans' quarterback, they're all scramblers. They're very mobile, but if you're getting after them pretty good, and and, and that front front four is, is playing, uh, 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 you know, ears pent back, you can make a lot of things happen. You make them nervous, and uh, that's a lot of what what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean makes sense to me. From but. like uh, just not even knowing what I was watching, what the, the uh, I saw like four dropped balls that looked like, you know, you know, just like a, a pass that went right through somebody's hands, yep. and that's like, you know, sometimes it's just like when you get the jitters and you know there's a lot at stake and you just miss oh, yeah. it. Yeah, you know, it's like a lot of turnovers, a lot of turnovers, a lot of turnovers kill you. I mean, it's only a couple of things that are going to kill you, and they always talk about uh, uh, protecting the ball, and 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 cut the penalties down. I mean. Teams that, and again, you're saying I say these things, and the teams that are really good, and the teams that have had success, you watch them, and you watch what they've done consistently, and it's one, it's it's, it's taking care of the ball, and keeping the penalties down. You know, you got to be smart offensively and defensively. You can't. You make a tackle, you blow somebody up. You don't want to be standing over them doing the skull and crossbow. <laughs> you know, you you get back to the huddle like you've done it before. If right. you make a big uh, catch for first down, you don't need to walk out there and, and give the arrow that it's a first down. Go back to the huddle. It's hard to do. Everybody's trying to work their brand, and everybody wants to get noticed out there. They want to take the helmet off so you can see it was me, so yeah. I can get a, 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 a nice uh, marketing deal with somebody. That's my least favorite that. thing about pro. Like, uh, who's a Conor McGregor? Like, I can't stand him. The showboat. <laughs> it's like everybody loves him. I'm just yeah. like, do your thing. It's like the you know yeah but MMA is a different animal that's not a team sport individual sport you know he's I, making so much money no I know but that whole strut he does I'm just yeah. like I can't wait to see him but you know I think, but I almost don't want to watch him just because of that like that's what I've always loved about the Pats is that they just kind of they do their thing and then like no flash it's just that's yeah. uh yeah, you know what's funny about that though flash. you yeah true and that's the story and it's true almost always right but yeah. every once in a while like I mean these guys have that's the part that's so tricky and uh, it applies to all of us, right? Is that like, obviously with athletes, I think because there's such a rooting interest, it's weird, right? Like people treat us like we're like we're spe- like we're special, and they write articles and stuff. But no one's like at home like rooting for us. It's different. People root for athletes, like so, like their loss. Like I always tell people when like like fans are angry at an athlete that loses. I always say to my, I always go back to you guys see the Bronx Tale ever? Yeah, yeah. So like the great scene where like the mobster tells the kid like Mickey Mantle wouldn't pay his rent, right? Um, <laughs> So I, I always tell people, I'm like, you're mad at that guy, but, like, that's his actual career. Right. Like, that's a bad day for him. You're right. mad that we're out of the playoffs. What do you, how do you think Brady feels? How do you think Edelman feels? How do you think, uh, you know, all, all of them, like, go to any player. Like, there's a guy that we don't even think of who's on special teams, and today's a bad day for him. He, yep. That was a professional loss for him. Um, but I think because of that, we, we ignore the fact that you're serving sort of two different things when you're out there. You just made a big play, and, you know, obviously – you acknowledged it that it's they're there to get paid. like that's a job right and so it's like like say say you didn't own the places but you're you're just like say you were the exec but you're not it wasn't your restaurant of course you're trying to make the guest happy right you're trying you're trying to score the points you're trying to win the game 
but you're also trying to get ahead in your life, right? You got you have a kid at home, and you're trying to make sure. So, in in football or in any pro sport, that's also kind of the dilemma. Is like if that guy's not getting ahead, he makes that play. He's thinking like, how are they going to notice me? Are they paying attention? Um, I don't know. I always think that that athletes get too much too much criticism for celebrating because like I'm there's a difference between celebrating and then being like um because it's like tomorrow's another day and they just have you know what i mean like they they have to do it and it's like i think with uh chefs that are flashy drive me nuts sure you know the ones that it's like your food has to be good to the last meal tomorrow too and like if you're you know i just got this thing and now i'm ready to hang it up it's like no there are people that you know i've been cooking for for 20 years and i mess something up yeah, and but, they don't say hi to me in the supermarket. But see, it's I'm, like the- no, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Flashy chefs annoy me too, but... But, but I'm one of them. Well, no, I, I don't think I'm one of them, but I think that there were times maybe in my career where like, I would maybe fight a little more for attention. And you're an example. I've said this to you privately. I mean, you're a legend. You're somebody who I'm like... I'm flattered by that. But but it's, it's, you, could, you should be flattered, but it's also true. It's real true. And so like, yeah, you don't have to prove that. So when someone comes in and uh, I used to have a guy that worked for me worked at a great place in Vermont for years. And uh, the chef there was a, a German guy who killed it. And he'd done such a great job in Germany. He came, he opened this small inn in Vermont and people would come in and give compliments. And he said he would always turn and just say, the food's good here. So it became like a phrase around here. Like when, we, when we'd kill something, it was like this older guy's way of saying to all of us, like, listen, we've arrived. Just acknowledge right. you're good. Right. You, you live that because you've been through it. And like, obviously, I mean, you're in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you're your career stats speak for themselves, you don't have to dance. People know who Andre Tippett is. But if you're a third-year player just getting some time, you get well, to the quarterback, the you're like, if I don't dance, they might forget this half sack. No, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, I say this all the time, and I get the same response back, and I tell people, that's great to celebrate. Hell, I threw my hands up in the air. I, you, know, I, I, you know, I've done that. But do it when it really matters. It's fourth and one. It, 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 it's... 10 seconds left in the game. Yeah. Uh, you're getting ready to go in at halftime, and, 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 and they've pushed the ball, and they've kept the defense out there for a long time, or the offense is, is, is doing things great, and they're moving. They're trying to get into position to score a field goal or something. You, you make that catch, or they make that catch, celebrate. But every time you, no, every you, time yeah, you, hear, you, you do something, I just want to slap some people <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Well, and you know, the, the one that annoys me, I, I don't really care, but – I just think it's, it kind of would hurt is the guys that have the football, they get a first down, and then they drop the football. Now the ref has to go walk four feet. You think you're going to get that call next time now? Now no, you agreed. just made his leg. Well, just toss it to him. And, yeah. and now he's going to – he might remember, oh, yeah. but if you make, him, you make him walk five yards, they pick up that football now. Sometimes like, they're like, like in a here. hurry up. You're and I'll watch like, a wide receiver make a great play, get up and do the air, and I'm like, yeah. dude, you get jacked. All right. Like, you're you hurting doing? the team. <laughs> you're not you helping doing? the team. What are you doing? I think about slapping them at that time. It won't be – it's not as much of an impact, but I think about doing it. Yeah. yeah, but no, that's, that's yeah, that's what it's all about, man. I mean, it's it's emotion it, takes over it, sometimes. Yes, yeah. you know, you hear the phrase, you know, it, 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 we do this for the team. We're bigger. It's this game is bigger than you, and it really is. When you're winning and you're used to winning, you think that and believe that and buy that. A lot of guys have never had that experience, so when you right. tell them that, they look at you like, ah, well, I'm trying to get mine. Right, of course. And, you know, well, a, a yeah. big playoff like loss like that. I always think about those guys, like you said, Avi, the third or fourth year guys, you know, maybe getting a next contract, maybe not. You know, the lifespan of the NFL is not that long. You know what I mean? So it's like crazy short. It's like three years or something. I don't even know if it's that. 
But then it's like, you know, they lost that game. Now they don't have another week of tape, you know. They might not get a job. They might be in a practice squad next year. Who knows what they, you know, their life is. Never know. They, they could be across the country. You know, their kids have to move schools. I mean, it's like the life part of it, obviously, every fan doesn't care about. And, you know, right. it's not our job to care about it. But that's, that's the most heartbreaking thing. You know, like the star, star quarterback, he's going he's gonna to have a job, you know, next, next August. Yep. It's not going to matter. But it's those guys or the guys that get hurt late in the season. That's the other one that are on their rookie deals and they get hurt and now it's like well now i missed the playoffs or i I don't have another week and now you're rehabbing all year you don't know if you have a you don't even know if you have a squad next year right so those are the ones that like i always think about like oh that's that sucks for them two to three years is that what it's two to to three two to three years yeah two to three years and then you think about you know you say that and it really is true when you start looking at the the bigger picture of a roster but then you take your hat off for a guy that 20, 20 years. Oh, 21 oh my God. years. Unbelievable. A guy like uh, Matthew Slater. Oh. He's made his living as a special team right. guy. You know, right. I, I got a son that's playing college football. He yeah. says, Dad, you think I can play? Five, five interceptions this year, I read, right? Yeah. And so I say to him, I don't give him the answer that he's expecting. I said, anything's possible if you're willing to work. I said, it don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't care how big you are, how small you are. If you're willing to put in the work, and, and you get lucky here and there, uh, but you got to work and you got to be able to do things that you don't normally think that you would be willing to do. I said, to be in that game and to play it as long as you, 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 you will or you can, you got to pay a price. And I said, if you're willing to work hard. I said, now you don't give me the, the standard, yeah, 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 I, I, I'm a grind, I'm a grind, I, I know how to grind. You know how to grind, man. You live in Sharon. Right, you exactly. Know, you know about grinding. I said, you got, a, you got your own room. I, I grind, said, I, I grind. Yeah, I said, I split, I split a room with three brothers, and I'm like, you know, you got your own room and, and everything, and you got a car. And I said, I didn't get a car until I got drafted. So I like to remind them of those things. So, But it's a tough, the league is tough. Oh, and, of course. And, and even – Though rules have been changed and different things like that, it's still a tough guy's league. You got to be mentally tough. There's so many guys that are talented that can jump out of the roof, jump out of the building, and probably run a 4 one and, 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 and do all those things. But when it's time to get out there and face someone and compete against them. And it's cold. Well, and, and well it's mental I, toughness right there. On I'm that note, I know, I know all you guys work hard, but I, I've, heard that, I've heard that before, Andre. Well, so what I was going to say there <laughs> hold is, on, hold on, Abby. I am proof you should do everything you can to live your dream, whatever that may be. I did, I did not have the, advantage, the material advantages, but through commitment to achieving my goals, using the advantages that I did have, and listening to the wise men and women who offered their support, I was able to live my dream. This was my dream. I love that tagline right there. Love that tagline. It, it, that's a beautiful thing, man. It really is uh, amazing. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> that's I, your Hall of Fame speech, right? I, yes, it was. Yeah. You know, I, I, I watched the two uh, coaches yesterday get uh, get tagged, uh, Jimmy Johnson and Cower, and that's will make a grown man cry when you get that touch. You get, you get, they, they, you've been elected. You, you you're in. And I, you cry. You make a grown man cry. Yeah, you it's should. A, it's a gut-riching feeling. A, a lot of people are crying just listening to that, and oh, it's, it's not even happening thing. to us. That's right. beautiful thing. It but, really is. But the, the point is, you know, you worked hard to get where you are. <laughs> Dave, you have three restaurants. 
literally, I've never seen anybody work as hard as Avi. I mean, this guy works like 120 hour weeks. Oh, I joke you about that. I mean? It's like he gets more I, done before noon, like <laughs> any given day than I, I do. You just, you're just less flashy about it. You work hard. You work I do hard. Work. Start slow. So you know what's funny? So I was gonna say like, so the vision I have for these for these conversations is that. I think there's this commonality between anybody that's reached any level of success. And, like, they don't, there's not a Hall of Fame in our career. And if there was, I, I'm probably not destined for it. You probably are. Well, you're working but, uh, hard enough. But I'm working hard enough to try to get there. But I will say, like, we don't, and my, my son's much younger, and Dave, Dave's daughter's even younger. But people that work for me that come, and, and every once in a while, we're fortunate enough to get somebody who's young and, and wants to get there. And they ask the same question, like, can I, can I get there? Mm-hmm. And, it's funny because listening to, that, what, to what you're telling your son, I find myself telling young people that same thing is that like I always tell people like it's not that I'm smarter than you. It's not that I'm tougher than you. It's that I have like a stronger stomach lining and I'm going to keep working harder. I was a big Jordan fan growing up. Mm. And the quote I always talk about with Jordan, I think this applies to cooking so much. And it's made me if I've gotten better than anybody, it's just because I work harder than them. Is that like they used they, there's this quote about Michael Jordan that they said, like they asked him in high school, like, why is he getting to the gym at 5 a.m.? And he's like, well, I showed up at six once and somebody finally somebody showed up. So I, I came in at five instead. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you tell anybody, it's like you work hard enough at anything. Oh. And there are things like physically, there are things in life that like, look, I, I don't know if I could become an NFL linebacker, but I, I know I could become an air an airplane pilot if I worked hard enough at it. Right. I mean, there's, you can do that. And in our profession, it really is just about hard work. Yeah. It's just like there's, there's people, especially with the food network nowadays, I'm sure you see this, that just come in and they're like, they have five great services. And they're like, all right, Dave, am I the sous chef now? Yeah. Like, Dave, yeah, can yeah. you put me on Instagram? Could you, what's it say on my coat? Yeah, can yeah. you write that on my coat? Uh, different coat. Yeah. Not a, <laughs> not, it's not gold. They don't, they don't put your names on the front of the coat. Is inside. It? Is it on the yeah. inside? Inside yeah, yeah. It says, and what number you were, like I'm uh, 247. Yeah, and uh, has my. That's not a lot of people. No, that's a very small amount of people. Oh wow, that is no. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's like a good size catering job. (laughs) That's like. (laughs) By the way, Dave and I are available if that party (laughs) ever comes up. If that party ever comes up, Hall of Fame game. Yeah, yeah. I bet this. The food's probably good. The food's probably pretty decent. Food's okay. Has to serve people already. Probably. I wanted it. Oh, was it? Yeah. No, I could picture them being like. It was like. By the way, this will tell you everything you need to know about Dave Becker. Because the thing about you is like. You're like, you're a renaissance man. Like, I work, I do a bunch of different stuff. You do a bunch of stuff well. So, like, you make plates. That's, you like, none dude, of those well. It's like flat. Just they Dude, f- the nicest four bowls in my entire house, you made. <laughs> I swear to God, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. I try to take pictures on all of them. So, I had something I wanted to bring for him, but I forgot. A, right. a Sanchin jar. Oh, get out of here. So, I only no have kid. one. I was going to make another one if no you kid. like it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. He's going to yeah. hold you to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, well, my, my, I didn't tell my wife that you were going to be here. I just told her I was working with Ivy because I know if I'd, if I'd have told her, she would have wanted to come by and, and, and pick your brain about the rest. She actually absolutely loves, 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 loves the rest. She's got a lot of girlfriends in the area, so that's the meeting place. Oh, cool. Nice. You know, Very so, cool. Yeah. Uh, through the years. A lot, of, lot, lot of it. And always talking about sweet basil and, 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 and things like that. So that place is special. Uh, yeah. That place yeah. is special. Yeah. I always tell people, like, what I – so it's crazy to me that Dave has become like, a good friend of mine and he's, and he's been so kind with his advice sometimes because, like, when we actually – so Corey was the one that, like – I was, like, so embarrassed, but Corey introduced us to the so table. He yeah. said to Dave, he goes, my friend Avi's a chef too. And I was like, uh, I mean, we're at we're – And playing, then we, we just started talking different music. baskets. Like, <laughs> I was like, we shoot at different baskets. But – um. But the thing about sweet basil that like I fell in love with was the first time that that uh, Corey and his wife Kara dragged us out there. It was like 
two hour wait. Yeah. And uh, and we're sitting there and like the vibe is just alive. And, um, and it's bring your own. So like we've got our bottles of wine and they just like offer to open them. Yeah. And then they start. And Dave's like standing there in the front, like handing out like appetizers. I'm like, dude, I could do this. Like, yeah. I like waiting for two hours. Absolutely. So now I find myself disappointed if I get to Sweet Basil and there's no wait. Yeah. Like, I'd actually, I'm like, I'm like, there goes, like, that's a part of my dinner gone. I got to sit down. Yeah, like, that's a part of my meal missing. I'm the opposite. I just get takeout. Yeah. Just takeout? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I love that vibe. Like, I just. No, it's great. Keep the, the I mean, blood that's the sugar thing is, up. Keep people from getting pissed off. Yeah, it's, like it's, the, well, it's funny. Oh, go ahead. It, no, it says a lot about you, 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 you care. You care about your customers. And it's smart. I mean, I've been so many places where I can sit freaking hour. If you tell me I'm going to, I got to wait an hour and I'm like, all right, screw it. I'm going to wait an hour and I'm not going to say anything. But I just, I ain't coming back though. Right. right. <laughs> he made me wait it out. Yeah. But uh, the, the fact that you, you go around and you kind of deescalate the, the whole, because it can get ugly. People, yeah, people how get- much, how much time, where's David? Is he here? Yeah. You know, can, where are we on the list? Because I've been in restaurants and I've, I, me and my wife, we love to eat, and, and we're foodies, and we, we, we've seen it all. We've been around the country, around the world eating, and, and it's, it's unbelievable when you watch people, <laughs> they lose this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, upset. yeah. See, what I love, <laughs> what I, I love so much, and, and I, I've said this before to you, I've said this in rooms full of people, I modeled, like, my, my customer interaction over, like, after the way I watch you interact with customers was because, like, and by the way, I've learned in life, and I think this is just true about everything in life is if you actually if you just care yes and then then just be honest because yep. actually like people will figure out that you're a human being right. so i'm at sweet basil and i'm like sitting there waiting and this woman just uh this woman just starts kind of like losing it on dave and uh you know she probably doesn't even know he's the owner or whatever she's mm-hmm. just like you know those people that bark at the person at the grocery store absolutely she's just like barking at him and um and she's like why would i wait two hours and he just goes to her he's like to be honest with you i wouldn't he's like <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd come back here on a Wednesday night, it's actually really easy to get a table, right. and we're half empty. And I would appreciate the uh, I would appreciate the business. Yep. And I don't know what else to tell you. Like I can't skip these people. And I've learned that like actually that's real. Like I got a review this weekend, and uh, you know I did my homework. Like as soon as because that's a beautiful thing about reservation systems and everything. Like you can you you want to figure out who it is, and if your front of house is strong, like they have an idea who someone is. Right. When they made the res, what so you know, blah blah. Person called ahead, see if they could move the res earlier on a Saturday night. Well, we can't do. That's why that spot was available. Blah blah. Comes in a little grumpy. So the two star review they put online might have had a little background, but at the same time, I've always said I don't believe people put fake review. They they put how they feel. Absolutely. Yeah. So I sent this person an email. I found their information. Sent them an email. Full apology. Don't duck. I didn't say like, hey, sorry, my team. I said no. That like that. that was I me- I messed up. And, uh, and right, and My I want fault. you to come in, and uh, and I want to buy you dinner, and I want to earn your trust back because I look at it, and I'm like, we're at four point nine stars at Simca, and we've earned all those fives, but you earned that too also. Yeah. And if you don't want to make that right, then you know. And I learned that watching you, just like I was honest with the person. I didn't say, hey, we suck. Yeah. I didn't say, oh, you must have had a bad night. We, I didn't say we had a bad night. I said we messed up your meal, right. and yeah. I, I know we're better than that, and I want to fix that for you. Um, and I didn't know how to do that honestly at one point in my career. I used to get. My feelings hurt. I used to, and then, and watching this lady berate you, and then you were just like, <laughs> you were like, yeah, I'm with you. I, uh, I also would not I wait would, two hours. I, be here either. I was ready for him to leave yeah. with her yeah. and go next door. Like, yeah. you know what? Let me go next Let's door go and buy you a drink. Because yeah. the pizza place is dead. Let's yeah. go eat. Yeah. Well, there was, I think it was one of our first time, not that first time, but another time we were there. And one of our friends was like, 
Uh, they said it was going to be an hour, and Avi goes, what do you want them to do? Tell somebody to get up and leave? Like, right. uh, like, like we've, we've, we've been here, and people are sitting there having a good time. Like, it's fine. I mean, you I know? say all the time, I'm like, there's no, like, special list either. So, like, right. you can't, like, make a big enough stink to, like. I know. We've tried to get on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, if I go in as a customer, like, it'll never no, be we always send, No, we always send a gopher. I'd be like, yo, go put our like, name in at 5 yeah, o'clock. You absolutely. know, we'll, we'll be there at 630 or something. I'll go down the street and have drinks myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, well, that's the other great thing. And then just give us a call yeah. and we'll be it's there. Like ready. I think the only thing that, so if you're, like, waiting and somebody, like, walks right up. Like, they do this all the time in the North End. Like, people, like. You know, there's like some VIP walking right up and they kiss them on the cheek and they go yeah. right in. You're Good like, fellas. Yeah. Yeah, totally like that. And you're like, wait a second, I feel like a chump. Like I was okay now before, now I feel like a loser. Yeah. Like, uh, you know. Well, but if you're like if everybody's waiting and it's cool and if yeah. you don't, then it's like you know, send out some snacks and if they still don't wait, then that's fine too. I've yeah, read right. I've read a lot of funny reviews over the years. One of the funniest ones was actually like not that long ago. I mean our restaurant's small and it's smaller than Sweet Basil, but at Sweet Basil, we don't take resis, so everyone's, everyone's on the list equal. We take reservations, so people don't always understand. Like, your dining room's half empty, and, you, and you're being told you can't get a seat. Well, like, in an hour, someone's coming in, and that feels like a long time, but you would have taken longer. So it gets awkward. But uh, these people you came in. You could probably make a workout a deal with them. Like, hey, I have a table, but it's like, you, are you cool being out of here in, like, an hour if we, like... I just always feel so weird about that, yeah. so... Send them out something like on the house and like kind of include them with like give them like a backstage pass. See, that's yeah. why I take it because you're that's you would do. And I'm going to try to I'm, I'm with you. I and then that. like start it out like, is there anything you guys don't eat? And they'll be like, right. no, why? And then just be like, I eh, just sit down, you know, and then like just send them out a couple things. And yeah. then but if you go and you like your food takes forever with that table, then it's on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they don't get it. And then they have 10 minutes to eat before they have to get kicked out. Then they'll get pissed. But if like. If you just put on a show, you know what I mean, and then like yeah. move them to the bar and then buy them dessert, then they're gonna like you're, they're they're, they're gonna love you forever. Do you know like, what's so funny about? Because I'm just listening. To this. I love that. I love your advice there. But I'm watching and I'm going like, you know what's funny about about not funny like awesome about what you do is that uh, and Andre was saying like the care shows is that nowadays like all of us and maybe I am flashy. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we worry about all these things that we worry about all these things that that are, like, going to get attention and all this. But actually, like, you're just great at running hospitality. And, like, that, and not worrying about the review, just, like, actually worrying about the person there. Like, I think I was worried, like, oh, if I sit them and then they feel rushed, like, what are they going to say about that? But, no, you're right. Like, if I, if I was honest with them and I just said, hey, look, in an hour, that table. Yeah, hopefully, they'd, hopefully they'd appreciate that, like, if that was your review. I mean, I mean, sorry, if that was your reservation on the other side. You wouldn't want me to right. sit someone. Well, that um, would be like the litmus test. Like, if they don't go for it, they're dicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. You yeah. know, just the be like, is, the problem, is that, the problem is that dicks review things <laughs> at like uh, an exponential rate yeah. relative to not dicks. Yeah. So, uh, but think about if that happened to you. Like, you show up at a restaurant that was booked and you couldn't get in. And then the, the chef comes out. It's like, hey, we can squeeze you in, but we're probably going to need that table in like an hour. Are you cool with that? And then they followed it up with, like, anything you guys don't eat or drink. And then they just, like, kind of showered you with some good stuff. And it's, like, all you need to do is, like, schnib off a little bit of the carrots for, off of somebody else's and give them that to try. They'd be, like, this place is amazing. Like, it would be even better than if they just had a reservation. Right. Like, it would be a special moment. You yeah. know? No, you're right. Well, the review that I read that I thought was just hilarious was this person, like, waited legit maybe an hour on a Saturday night when they had a resi. Like, mm -hmm. They showed up, but just people weren't moving. Right. So my GM bought them a round of drinks, 
And then when they sat down, I sent them out an appetizer. Then they had their whole meal, and we had we had run out of cauliflower, and they were like, "Oh, like we sat here for an hour." Like they said to the server. So the server, thank God, talented, good at their job, cared, said something to me. I was like, "All right, well, like, how long? How long do you think they're gonna stay?" And she's like, "I don't know. Like their they their entree course just got put in." So run downstairs, somebody get me cauliflower, we put it in the oven, try to try to speed that process up. And then, like, when it was looking a little iffy, we sent dessert out on us to keep them there just a little longer. Boom. Come out with a takeout container. Mm. Cauliflower, no cover. I said, hey, just at least take a bite now because it's better than it will be when you go home. Right. It's been great. This person was over the moon. Next morning, I look. Review. Five stars. Boom. Boom. Very complimentary of us. But the funny part was spent half of the review reviewing the customers that stayed saying, hey, if you make a reservation on a Saturday night, don't stay for an hour right. after you're already paid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Get your ass out. And oh, I thought that cool. was so funny. I said, this person reviewed the customers and like spent this whole thing giving etiquette on a restaurant. That's cool. And I was like, man, thank you for the five stars. And that's hilarious. Like, I can't say that to the person. But this person was like, you see us sitting at the bar, and you know that you've already paid your check. Yep. <laughs> get up. Get up. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> But it's weird, right? Because, like, I, you know, you want people to stay forever. Yeah. I mean, you don't – I'm not yeah. saying you want them to, but you want them to feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Well, most of the time, you know – I've only kicked people out a couple of times for staying too long. Okay. And it's when they were rude when they were waiting. And I'll be like, you know what? You're inconsistently – Yeah, You're right. consistently inconsiderate. Like, yeah. I bet you're like this in every aspect of your life to each other. Mm. Like, Did you say that to them? Yeah. I love that. I've only said I'm that. I'm not there I've yet. I've got 17 like twice. more years no, before no, I'm no, no, right. then, Hey, if I ever get there. No, you could. Because, like, if it's like a, you have maybe have that be, like, the, the third bullet in your gun. So, like, if they come back at you with a good comeback, then have that be, like, yeah. I mean, you guys are, you know. No, take a recording of this podcast and just play that part for them. Out loud. Over the system. Over the system. Yeah, 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 so you know, like, like, uh, how long's my uh, table? And they're just, like, wretched people. And then when they sit down, they, once they sit down, they couldn't give a shit less about other people right. they're like that to the, every human they encounter like they you know they're probably their own children you know yeah it's like not, and i'm not saying it's my job to teach them a lesson but no. it'd be like if you're going to lose a customer because they they waited too long because of someone else it would be like you'd rather lose the person that made that was that you kick out you know yes. so if you're going to lose either or then That's you kind of weigh weigh the scale of some kicking someone out right versus somebody well i think know. i think for the most part i mean i know i'm like this andre i don't know about you but like, if I go somewhere and there's a, well, even a 20-minute wait, well, I'll just post up at the bar then. You know, I'm like, you know. I yeah, but you're, yeah, I mean, I'm like that too. I mean, but the, not everybody's like that. But I'm with you. Yeah, like, and then you judge. I mean, like, that, I it seems know. like just normal, right? Listen, <laughs> it's only food. Like, yeah. I, got, I always tell people to act like that. Like, I'll be at the bank, and the person will be, like, rude. And I just turn to them. I just give them one of those, like, elbows, and I say, uh, I wish that I had so few things to worry about in a week that this is yeah, what it would be. Totally. Man, they don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to stand but next to them. Look at them. What's wrong with this person? Well, but like, why are you berating this person? Like, yeah. this is really what it did to you? Like, it's not their fault. Five people walked in here to do the same thing at the same time. Right. Like, that's not their problem. So I have no idea who said it first, but it's like anticipation is the only guaranteed joy in life. And yeah. it's true. It's like looking forward to something. Might Like, looking forward to a vacation might be better than the vacation. And looking forward to a meal might be so if you can like set up your whole night like it's like you're always looking forward to like something tells me being in the nfl hall of fame is different than that something tells me that after the anticipation was realized it was better than the anticipation am i right it is pretty cool yeah, yeah. what did you do cool. the, the night you were told that you were going to be in the nfl yeah hall what of fame? did you eat that oh i guess or what did you go do i, I was i was actually it was uh 08 we were out in arizona for the super bowl 
Oh, was, oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So right. I was out there with family. We, uh, man, I, I must have had 20 people come grab me and grab my family. We all went out and we ate and we drank and we, we were, uh, we, we had a really, really, really good time. It was uh, Saturday night and uh, my, my whole family was out there. Yeah. And uh, it was it was just cool because you was running into people and they were all everybody was acknowledging the fact you finally got in. You finally got in. And uh, by the way, the crying thing, <laughs> it goes both ways, because in 07, I was home by myself. My wife was doing something. She said, you want to go with me? I said, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just going to stay here at home and, and, and wait for the announcement. And I was there by myself and, and, and I got in the room, but I didn't make the final cut got the call that it didn't happen and I, I broke down like a like a like a baby and, and 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 I was crying and but I was home by myself and I'm like shit next year 08 I get the word I'm there everybody's around I'm dumb scream <laughs> cried like a baby <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you know and 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 the things that the two things that I did and, and and it's how we were raised 07 didn't get in I wrote every voter a thank you note, a hand thank you note. I said, I understand, I know it was an honor, it was, it was a privilege for me to make it this far. Appreciate you guys getting me to that point. Got in it next year, 08, in Hawaii, and spent like almost an hour and a half. Again, thank you notes, I'm in, I can't thank you enough for you guys making that, that final vote and making me part of this year's class. I'm so appreciative. I can't tell you how many of the voters saw me later on and said, that was the first time I've ever received a thank you note from, from anybody. Really? It's respectful. It blew me away. It's like, yeah. It blew me away. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't, I, yes. But that's the funny thing. I mean, listen, everybody, is that the, hold on, is that the same as a SIM card review? <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like a handwritten thank you note when that guy said, oh my God, all no. these people were at the thing. Oh my God! Avi sent my thing out cold. That's not the same thing. I <laughs> know uh, it, it is the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. It is the same yeah, thing. And, and the thing is that, like, so what's funny? If you think about it, like, what's so funny is the day before you became a Hall of Famer, right? The body work was done. Right. Like you had done it, and actually, so so what I was going to say earlier about this it tells you everything you need to know about Dave Becker. Great pot, at Pottery, he'll be humble about it. Same thing, amazing chef, he'll be humble about it. Right. But when uh, when I invited him to come on today and told him that it was going to be with you. Like calls me back the next day, and he'd like been reading up on he'd been, he like he he's not a huge huge uh, football fan, so he had like he knew stuff that I didn't know, right. which then got me thinking. And uh, I didn't realize you were you the year you were the defensive player of the year is like arguably the greatest defense of all time played that year, right? And uh, right. and then and then Kerry got to explain to me that statistically Byrne. the breakdown is you and LT have essentially the same career statistically. And uh, absolutely, which is incredible. Absolutely, and that that body work's already done when they decide if you're going in the hall or not. Absolutely, but it is. It feels different when someone validates you, right? Like yes. it's different because it's like once they gave you that jacket, it's over. Like it's they over. can't take it from you. It's over. No matter what, people can debate all day. Yeah. Top five linebacker of yeah. all time, not top five. You're, you've got the jacket. Hey, listen, they I'm, gave, in. I'm in the hall. Two hundred and forty-seven. <laughs> is that what you said? Two forty-seven. Yeah. So it's like yeah. after that. Yeah. Listen, and then Ty Law got in. Yep. And I yep. saw you guys together, yep. and there's not a lot of Patriots in yet. I mean, there will be, right? Hopefully, we're, you know, we're getting up there. We're building up the numbers. We yep. hope, we hope uh, Richard Seymour gets in this year. Yeah, which is, you know, so I'm as as a as a let me fan out, be a geek for a second. I'm as someone who appreciates the X's and O's. 
I want to see Richard Seymour get in. I think that would be so cool because the NFL is different. It's just a different Hall of Fame in that, like, football's just different. So right. the numbers, it's not about numbers. Richard Seymour ate up double teams for years and made that made made a great team. No, great. he was the foundation. Too. He yeah. was the first, foundation. First draft pick, and the, you know, the fact cornerstone. That, the fact that writers are intelligent enough and committed enough and thorough enough to recognize that in a world. So this brings me to like, I don't know if you saw the podcast last week, but I got, I, I had, I shared some views on food writers and it's like, there are people that review you. And by the way, I think this is true about any review that's like published any, any time that somebody writes an article about your profession, probably why the hall of fame is so special, right? right? Is because it's not me telling you, dude, you're amazing. Dude, I don't know what it takes to be an NFL linebacker. It's people, right. it's people that know what it takes right. saying you're good enough. Right. That's why they get Richard Seymour is because we might all go, Richard Seymour, ah, how many sacks did he have? Right. But we don't know. We don't know what right. the scheme is. Yeah, we don't Ty, understand Ty double was teams. Absolutely. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. We don't know those things. Um, this, this is a weird question, but how often is there somebody on a team that's not talented that good but they have, like, charisma and magic and they're able to, like, affect an entire defense – with their like, I, I'm guessing probably not question. that many, but like not that many. I mean, you, but they're all talented though. Yeah, fairness, yeah. they're there. Yeah, yeah. So they're, if they're there. there, but it would be like they're not the. I'm just trying to think of like, you know, in a in a restaurant, you have you know who Steve like, Smith is. Uh, I mean, I know you'll know who Steve Smith is. Uh, the Carolina Panthers wide receiver, super like out there, loud voice guy, right? Um, I don't know. Him per- I don't know if you know him personally. I don't know him personally. Okay, but he's so a, scares me sometimes. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, a little yeah. scary, right? But he did. Uh, remember <laughs> the whole baby punching? Thing? Yeah, there was oh, a block. There was a block. Like, there was this website that used I to do this. Son. Thing. Yeah, you saw that. <laughs> I slept. It was funny. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, I slept, son. But he, um, he did an interview once in Playboy magazine. I bought it for that interview specifically, and uh, it was when I was in college, and I read the interview, and it, and it stuck with me about football forever and maybe even about other things in life is just they said, what's the one thing about the NFL that fans would be surprised to find out? And he said that every player in this league could be the best player in this league in the right situation. Right. Yeah. And uh, that stuck with me when, when evaluating players is that like, look, you could be, you could be Chad Johnson and like he's in the hall. Or is he? No, no, he didn't yet. get in. Not no, no. Um, Ocho Cinco? Yeah, no, no. It's Terrell Owens that got in, but uh, but Ocho Cinco, like he could be, he might be in the hall, right? And yet he comes here, doesn't work out, and it's just well, in it different systems. Out. He did uh, listen. I hate when people say that. Okay, he might not have had a good season, <laughs> okay. but he played in the Super Bowl and had a catch in the Super Bowl. Yes. So as okay. far as I'm concerned, yeah, you contributed. <laughs> so again, to be clear, when I say doesn't work out, I'm speaking I know, as I know. like a we, fan. Well, no, on like a surface su- level. He went from superstar to like. Barely getting the offense. Right. I mean, don't misunderstand me. Yes. Yeah, I, I understand. Didn't work out. He stuck no, with the team. No, I misunderstand. Like, and by the way, guys that get cut are still like, if that guy made the team and then was the, the chirpy one on the defense that made it go, he is still good enough. Like, there yeah, are probably yeah, guys yeah. that get I, cut that are good enough. No, yeah. like Kyle Van Noy, right? Yeah. Where he was in Detroit. Do you remember like, Nate uh, Dornicamp? Nate from Nate Boston Dornicamp, College. Yeah, yeah, he played at Boston. So my, my brother-in-law was a college basketball player. He played at uh, BC. Um, during Troy Bell's years. Uh, Troy Bell's getting his number retired in a few weeks, actually. Mm. They're all going to be in town for it. So he, he, when he was a senior, this kid was a freshman kid from Canada, Nate Dornicamp, 7-1. This is like the beginning of like that stretch five idea. Um, this kid was an outside shooter, but he's 7-1. And I used to watch as a fan, what is this kid doing? Like for four years, this kid, like, you, you're like, what is this kid doing on the floor? He doesn't belong on the floor. And then at uh, the, the day that my brother-in-law got married, we all – we all ran fives all day in the gym, like before the wedding. And, um, you know, most of his friends, his cousins and stuff are high-level basketball players. So 
me, his brother, a couple dudes are just trying to keep up. And this kid, Nate Dornicamp, is there, and he's 7'1", and he's the filthiest basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Like, doing things that, like, six-foot kids shouldn't be able to do mm. in traffic. And then afterwards, I, like, I, I'm a decent outside shooter, and I challenge him to, to, to a three-point contest. <laughs> I go three for five, four for five, four for five. He hits 15, uh, 14 out of 15 shots. And he's a seven-foot, and then you go... Yeah, like I was go- calling him like a scrub on TV. That kid is <laughs> yeah. so good. Yeah. That kid yeah. is so good. Absolutely. So I didn't mean to imply that Ocho Cinco didn't <laughs> didn't belong <laughs> yeah, on that team. That, that was not impl- my implication. This that's might not be what our I first play in the podcast. <laughs> that's not, no, that's no, not no, what no, I meant. That's what you said. That's, no, no, I did not say that about Ocho Cinco. I'll say that about I don't know. There, there no, I'm sure there's people. some players that you go like <laughs> I don't know about that guy. Like really, like um, no, there's a lot of players. Yeah, but I mean, there's also you know. 90 people uh, start what the What position is the easiest July? position to be kind of like a scrub? Because like, there are positions in certain things. Like, Dishwasher actually has to be kind of a gangster in a restaurant. Yeah. Like, he's got yeah, to yeah, kind of yeah. like They're be hardcore. Dude, he's got, that's a tough position. He always tells me. He's organized. like, man, I'm having dishwasher problems. It's like, I'm like, it but when you find one who's got guts. playing the uh, triangle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when you find one who's got guts. But there are positions that it's like, you could kind of like, you don't really. What's the position in football that, like, you could be overrated because, like, being there counts for something. Like just like, mm. it's not back. linebacker. Running back. No, it's not cornerback. No, no, no. It's not cornerback. You, you know, you can be on the line with, as you like the, the term I like that you use with some filthy defensive linemen. Yeah, and you can be so-so and show up because everybody else is fo- oh, yeah, focusing yeah. on those guys, and all of a sudden you, you got sixteen. Team. You got sixteen sacks after the season is over, right. and like, damn, he's good, and they don't realize that. It was well, everybody. You got you got three over there that really could take a game over, but because everybody they've been concentrating, con- you're the free man, right? So yeah. if you don't make those sacks, then shame on you, right? So you get a lot of that stuff. Do you remember Namdi Asawa? Uh, he was a cornerback in Oakland for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was yeah. being compared yeah. to Deion Sanders yes. yeah. because his stats for years, like the mark of a great shutdown corner, isn't necessarily picks. It's are they even throwing at you? Right. Well, he played on a terrible Raiders team, and they were. Terrible by like they could beat me, Corey. Okay, yeah. but um, and he played with them for like ten years or eight years, or whatever. And like he's never even getting thrown at, like never getting thrown at. Mm. Then he goes to the Eagles that year. They loaded up Asante Samuel. Everybody yes. yeah. they started throwing at yeah. him. He had two bad seasons, cut out of the NFL. Oh, yeah. He actually went to the Niners, gone in like I think they cut him two days later. And I always thought I'm like that's a funny thing to happen because like three years ago they were comparing him to Deion Sanders. Oh, yeah. And now, because Dion used to be on good defenses and not get thrown at. Right. You were making choices to not – you were going to throw at a good corner to avoid Dion Sanders. And and that's what happens. You get these these guys that get these big contracts, and it happens all the time. It it, it usually happens two or three times a year to a player who's been somewhere and he's surrounded by great players that he stands out. And then all of a sudden now – you got to step up and you got to fight and take on and you got to do some things differently than you you were not accustomed to and all of a sudden you know you sh- you, you you turning down that fight yeah. and you see it a lot did you interact at all with uh Hainsworth when he was here a uh, little bit not a lot okay. I, from afar he was he was an interesting guy so i ran into him one time um and it's funny cuz like now that they've built that whole mall even just as like a fan sometimes you'll run into some people Sometimes you run into some people at some times that you're like, mm. so like I remember you might have even been there. We were at CBS scene one night. No, um, 
Was it CBSC? No, what's the other one? Bar Louie? Bar Louis Which is the one that has like a private back room. I think it's Bar da- Louie. Davio's or Bar Louie? I think it's Bar Louie. It's got... Anyway... Yeah, and, it is Bar Louie. Yeah, and and I, I was like, oh, wow, that's that's Albert Hainsworth. And I said that to the bartender, and he was... Yeah, he's in here all the time. He, he, he stays like an hour and a half after close. And then like, boom, cut, like a week or two later. Yeah. And... uh. Like you said to your son, you just got to work hard. That guy had all the tools, all yeah. of them. Oh, absolutely. And just, and absolutely. He, boom. And, but he made his money. That's the funny thing, right? Oh, he got it's, it. Yeah. God, like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's tough. Yeah. He got that big payday. And then, you know, In a league where not everybody does. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of guys get ripped off. It, it's, it, it's hard. I mean, when, you, when, that, when that spotlight taps you on the shoulder, man, you got to be ready to step up. And when that money is out there, man, you got to be ready to do it. And a lot of guys that, you know, they get – get lulled into a false sense of security because yeah. I'm around these filthy dogs that have been playing and I've been, I've been reaping the benefits and all of a sudden my contract is up and now I got to go on the West Coast and all of a sudden I'm getting exposed. And that's not nothing new. No. I mean, that, that dates back to, you know, the 70s, the 80s, and we, we all knew who they were. And, of course. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, these guys are, hey, he's not having a great yeah, – well, shit, look, at, he's not around – what he was around, what he was used to being around. So, right. And plus, as a teammate, I'm sure you understand, you know, who works and who doesn't. Absolutely. Right? So, Absolutely. I mean, I, especially a, a game like football, I'm a big believer in uh, team chemistry. You right. know what I mean? Like, talent, I, you know, you need talent. But, uh, you know, you need uh, there's 11 guys out in the field at the same time. So if you can't trust the guy you're next to, he, I, I, it, it's not going to work I mean, out. That's and true for us, too. What, what's can, the best – Because. I always try to keep up with all the stuff, all the stuff you had done, uh, and all the places you've been. I was gonna ask, can you? It's like I realize you're dealing with a whole bunch of grown men with egos. Can you like say something gently? You know what I mean? Like, it's like uh, that's a good question. How do those conversations happen? Because like, like, you go to like somebody, is it you is it the coach? Because they're really they're your coworker, right? Yeah. They're not your, you're not their boss. But but once you get like a little authority, like. Because it is legacy. Like, listen, man, you're yeah. messing with my Hall of Fame. Leave <laughs> <Right. laughs> from like a no, post for real, right? Like, for real, yeah. though, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, like, how do those guys? Yeah, you're just like messing up. Because we wish, I wish, I don't know, do employees in your company talk, like, get on each other? Because for me, well, sometimes you guys, you guys I wish are like, they would. You're yeah. like, you guys are like, you, Avi and Dave, you guys are like player coaches, though. And no, Andre, I have, you have kind of wear on the field, but you do have, you have a coach, though. Uh, absolutely. Well, usually it's, you know, it's your position coach. Right. So you can go to them almost? Yeah. And, and you know, you, you, you got a great relationship. You know, if, if you're one of those known to be hot-headed, that position coach can come and calm you down and talk to you later. When it comes to that, you know, we're going to have to have a come-to-Jesus meeting. That position yep. coach is going to come and, and, you know, pull your coattail. Look, you know, the reports you hanging out late after the place is closed, you need to clean your act up and, and, and get some rest. And, you know, so – uh, there's somebody there, and it might be a teammate. It might be a player. It might be one of the captains that, you know, hey, I need you to go talk to Dave. Dave, you know, he, he, he'll listen to you. And you're like, all right, coach, yeah, 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 I'll do it. So you'll have the conversation. We good? And you, yeah, I'm good. I understand. I know. What we, right. That's pretty good. similar to how it works yeah, with yeah, us, yeah. right? Like, you, it, there so it would never be the head coach that would even handle any of that, though, or maybe oh, no, sometimes. No. Oh, yeah. No, no. Every, you know, it, it – it, if it gets to that. Smoke signals yeah. with the position coach or the captain or the teammate. Smoke signals. Hey, look. You know, I'm tapping you. I'm trying to pull your coattail. And then to, when, you, when the head man coming to see, it's too late. You know? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> oh, that's, at that point, it's, it's yeah, over? It's almost over, you know. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> you're only going to get so many warning shots, you know. I don't know, actually. I don't know how you 
like, I, I deal mean, with tons of teams. egos, and it's yeah. like I have um. There are a bunch of people that that I have that work for me that like they see me as almost like a parental figure. Yeah. And so they won't do what I tell them just because I'm like, I don't know, like that's a authority problem. Yeah. <laughs> Quick but question: then, Did your parents <laughs> ever sign your paychecks? Mine never did. No. 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 And that's, I get offended by it because I'm like, they, I feel you on that. Like they treat me a little bit, like especially as I'm getting old. I, I always wanted that. Yeah. I was I like, saw, oh, maybe then they'll treat I saw me. You but I sign paychecks. I, I no, saw you guys give it. I saw you give like uh, a 16 year old like tax advice like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're not their parent? <laughs> that's true. I'm like, has <laughs> got 13 kids. 11 of them work at Simca. I hope you're counting Adley. My son thinks he works here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, you see, you see my son here. Work. I have a great picture of my son uh, when Phantom was here. Uh, I, of my son, um, like taking your order, okay. and I'm like, <laughs> my son doesn't at this point like doesn't know who he's interacting with, or whatever. Yeah. I'm saving that because someday I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna show it to, it him, to him, and I'm gonna go, dude. Do you, you know, know who, when was? you were when you were five <laughs> years old, six years old, you were taking Andre Tippett's order? Uh, no, you know what? He'll be doing it at the Hall of Fame when you guys get the catering gig. You know the what I mean? Catering yeah, gig, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought you meant at whatever Hall of Fame we were somehow getting inducted into. That would mean something. Hold on. Well, speaking of fans, I be like six hours. I didn't, I didn't want. I didn't want Dave to feel left out, so I got a little, uh, a little Dave uh, soundbite here. Beautiful. And, oh God. And you know what, Avi? You did say Dave's great at everything, but apparently not handwriting. At least oh, that I believe. Most of the time, Bolani is. Oh. We're actually doing like a Pan-Asian American restaurant, and it's uh, based off of a typo. It was actually supposed to be Baladi with a D, and my lawyer misread my handwriting. He thought it was an N instead of a D, and I was like, "Fair enough. That's good." And that's just. Totally. That's the most Dave Becker story I've ever uh, heard about Dave Becker. Because the thing is, Bolani's a dope name. Yeah. Like, I don't even like Baladi. I like it to be honest. Than Bilotti, yeah. Yeah. Bilotti sounds like Pilates. Have you been like, to Bolani yet? I have not. If you want, we can go. I mean, I don't have a lot of... Are you guys open on Sunday nights? We know the owner. We're going to be starting, we starting, uh, <laughs> starting on Monday. Uh, okay. Or this Sunday. This cool. Sunday. Yeah. We should, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a cool... It's a very cool restaurant. And uh, It's fun. I, it's funny because I always tell people that Sweet Basil was my favorite restaurant. Yeah. Until Juniper opened. And uh, by the way, I'm not... It's not even a bias. Like, I don't... I, Dave and I are friends because I loved his restaurants. Right. Not the other way around. But um, Juniper is just crazy dope. And then when Bellani opened, I went, and it, I would say I've told you, it took, took like two or three trips before it became Juniper. Yeah. But I remember, I remember where I, what I was eating when I was like, I turned to my wife, I go, this is Juniper now. This is Juniper now. And uh, I mean, it's the same chef. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, who's dope. I mean, he's yeah. great at what he does. Tim's the perfect example of like the guy that doesn't want to hear it from me. Yep. But so I find some like uncle figure <laughs> to go. And I'll go to, you know, like his sous chef or even like he'll like be more likely to listen to the dishwasher than me. Right. And I can go over and be like, hey. But that's hard because it's like. Yeah. We've worked together off and on since we were kids. And it's but. weird, right? Because when you're too close with someone, even then, like I, I know you're, I feel that you're a legend. To me, like when you talk, and I've said this to you before, like when you talk, I, like if I worked for you, you wouldn't want me to work for you. But if I worked for you, I'm like, ah. Uh, I've actually thought about this because I was like, I was on time today because just in case things don't work out, I want to work for him. Like, <laughs> Dude, you can work out. For, and now, don't make me rude against your restaurant. Hey, you know don't the, make me rude against you know your restaurant. You know what the most important is, though? The dishwasher is most important. He already said it. So, no, no, uh, this guy, I, the thing about Dave is that Dave's I'm like fine. me. Dave's like me. He'd bang the dishes out. Like if the dishes are there, he'd bang them out. Yeah. I've already talked. To, I've talked he said about to me before. I'm, I'm like dishes. chronically tardy, so like I already know. Oh, like yeah. you'd hate me from day one, but I'd be like, I'd stay late too. I'm like, yeah, there you go. But <laughs> um, but the thing is, like sometimes people get too close to someone that they don't realize. And it, it's it's funny actually. Sometimes, and I was going to ask you about this with the with current teams. Is like sometimes people 
it's like when you keep them this far away from you, right. they're like, oh, that guy's a legend, that guy. But then like, they start to get close, and then they, uh, then they start to, like, after a while, think like they know better, right? right? So it's like if you came around once in a blue, right. you probably like, yo, come here, man. Hey, uh, I saw that you were, like, taking a couple plays off right there. Right. Uh, you think this gold jacket's free? <laughs> but when you're around, they start to think like, oh, that's Andre. Oh, that, like, yeah. And it's the same thing. Like, your guys, like, you're just the kind of guy that, like, you're so relatable. You're so – they get to a point where, like, they don't – they know what you've done, but they don't know what you've done. And uh, that's why, like, whenever I've been around and have conversations with other people, like, I'm always – like, the reverence that I have for you is clear. And I think, like, they're almost – it's almost probably weird for them because they're, like – they almost have a weird – they almost have more reverence for me. Just because yeah. they don't know me. Yeah. The you know, they're almost, yeah. like, they don't know me. But I'm like, dude, that guy right there, if there was a Hall of Fame, he's in it. Like, yeah. you've, how long has Sweet Basil been there? 20 years? 20. 20 it's going to be 20 in March. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, 20 yeah. years. That doesn't happen. And it certainly doesn't happen, like, where you're still. Like, there are a lot of circles that say that's the best restaurant in the greater Boston area. That's cool. I mean, I like it is that. cool. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like but it's true. Have you yeah. ever had a, have you? Do you disagree with that? Uh, I don't You're, disagree. You created those circles. Yeah. So my problem when I go to Sweet Basil is. I always end up getting the same thing. You know, like once in a while. Uh, that's on you, not on him. Rose, no, it's not, 100% on me. <laughs> that's not on you. I always try to convince I mean, my wife to get something like that I haven't tried before. Are you stuck you in a rut? Mean? I know. Once in a while. <laughs> like, I don't, you know what? Actually, last time when I got bowling That's like why that. people like us change up menus, but then they get but, mad at us for that. Yeah. But yeah. you're like, dude, I want you to eat something different. Yeah, but, well, yeah, my wife was like, oh, you're going to look at the menu. I'm like, eh, it's too good. I know what it I want. Yeah, it's so good. I'll try anything. I'll try. Yeah, I want to give try. you the lamb shank. The next <laughs> oh, lamb shank. Okay, that's, that is actually good. I mean, the lamb shank's great. It is. It's like I, it doesn't uh, even taste like people that don't like lamb. Doesn't yeah. doesn't taste like lamb. See, it's, it's funny. Like, I have like the opposite complaint. Try. I'll try it next right. time. I have the opposite complaint. Like I'm the, I always want, like, I don't watch the same movie twice. I don't like to listen to the same song twice. And so, uh, like for me, I, I go in and I'm like, oh, like everything looks good. But I know, oh, I almost like came here for that. But I, oh, but I want to try this. Sometimes I just order them both. Yeah, you talk someone else into getting that one. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Well, when I come here, I, I cut like, a little piece off. Yeah, that's, I don't, <laughs> that's why I got married. Because <laughs> she's going to share whatever I get. Yeah, yeah of course. So, so instead, I'll be like, I'll order them both. You can share them both, all right? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but I haven't I haven't got the Yemeni chicken once since I've been here because I've already had it. And I, I'm like, well, Yemenite. I'll be, I'll be, Yemenite, whatever. It's cool. Yemenite. Yeah, Yemenite, yeah. sorry. Yemenite chicken. So Yemenite chicken. Before I forget, like while I was, I was telling someone what I was doing to Day, and I was mentioning that you were going to be here, and he's like, didn't bring up football once, and he's like, you know what that guy's known for? I was going to ask about this. Yeah, leg sweep. <laughs> <laughs> and Famous he, one. So he not the same way Albert Hansworth. <laughs> not the same as Albert. <laughs> so he's like, dude, he's like, the, you don't uh, wear cleats when you do it, dude. He, old, no. he has the only um, Weichi Roo stu- studio in New York City. It's in. It's called Downtown Dojo in Manhattan. And uh, it's Tim's older brother, Jeff. Oh, no, no and, kidding. And, oh. He, and he's like, that guy's a legend. But had not, he didn't, he had, yeah, how did that start? Like, when, when and how? Hold on. So real quick, before, before you get into it, because I, I did read an article about this when you started young, and I was wondering if you had anything to do with, because uh, the Patriots have a martial artist on their staff now, like a D-line coach or, or something, uh, hand-to-hand combat. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, that, that probably uh, helped well, I, you. I used, to do, I used to do all that with all the guys. Is that right? All, every, every guy that's been – on the squad, I've worked with them and just, you know, I'm, yeah. so like, uh, they all looked at me like. Are there any that can take you in a fight? Anybody on the current roster could take you in a fight? Nah. No, right? Nah. 
No. Because I'm willing to do things that they don't, they're not. I love that <laughs> answer. <laughs> I, I, I tell them, I say, it's old man versus young buck. I say, I'm going to hit you in places you've never been hit before. <laughs> so, just, you just got to know that. I got a funny story. Me so, and you. So I, I always try to. My mom's from, my mom's from the Buffalo area. Uh-huh. So, like, uh, a lot of all my family's still there. So I go down. I I try to go down every year, see the past Buffalo game. That's why I sent you a message this, this year because uh, I was down there with the beer truck. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I try to get all the Pats fans in the area to come and hang with me. But so we were down there a couple years ago, and uh, there's like four Patriots fans, unfortunately, young, 20s, early 20s maybe, hanging. And they're just like, they think they're funny. Like one of them's in an o, like a, like an OJ like uh, jersey. They're, yeah, they're yeah. all Pats fans, but one's in an OJ jersey with a, with one glove on. Like they think they're being funny, and they're drinking, they're being loud. And there's there's like four early fifties, let's say, uh, guys in front of them. Clearly Bills fans. They're, they're in my section. I'm I'm not in Patriots gear, thank God, because I don't want to be identified with them. They're just being jerk offs the whole game. And finally, one of them throws a beer on this woman on a woman. And the dudes turn around. So the Pats fans did that? Yeah. And then it gets into a scuffle, and these Bills guys beat the shit out of these <laughs> Patriots. And the, and the Patriots fans got thrown out. And as they're I being dragged it. out, I, I turn to people, I was like, you just don't fuck with dudes of a certain age. Because right. there's a string. Like, that guy is out of all the, the tail of the tape says I should win that fight. That dude's been around. He knows things I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> and he's not going to be quick to fight. But once it's a fight, like this is not, yeah, this is not a game. This is that kid wants to throw one punch and then go, yeah, I hit that dude. That guy's going like, you're leaving here bloodied and embarrassed, and that's exactly what happened. It was ugly, and I found myself being like, yeah, good for you. No, hey, listen, it's not team laundry at that point. It's like, kid, you came to a public sporting event and poured a beer on. What are you doing, man? The year we beat the 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 Eagles down in Jacksonville for Super Bowl, leaving the game. And it was like a four or five block walk to get back to our buses. Everybody was, it was just like a wave of people. And there were about eight or nine Patriot fans. And then there were some Philly fans in front of them. And, and, and my group, we were behind our Patriot fans. And they kept busting their balls. And, and, and I finally walked up to them because they all had been, been drinking a little bit. I said, look, you guys need to calm down. Be cool. Don't rub it in. We won the game. It's over. Don't, don't be that guy. Yeah, Andre. Yeah, man, we got you, man. We got you. And they took off, and they kept. They started up again. <laughs> man, about three blocks into it, the Philly fans did a re- uh, did a bow face, man, and rain on these guys. <laughs> we were watching them. They rain on them, man, for about five minutes, and it was the ugliest beatdown I had ever seen before. Yeah. And I walked by him. I said, <laughs> see, I told you guys. Yeah, I tried to help you, man. I, I t- I tried I, this to help is you, what man. I was trying to tell you guys. And they bleed. Oh, man. <laughs> we kept walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. Uh, but the martial arts is something that, um, obviously, I started in Newark, New Jersey. Right. And it was, if you know anything about Newark, New Jersey, you got to be able to throw hands. Right. What's the connection and with it? You, you grew up in Newark? I grew up in Newark. My yeah. wife's from uh, Chatham. Yeah, okay. I spent yeah, yeah. a lot of time My in that area. My high school coach used to live in Chatham. Okay. Uh, and, and, and eventually, well, he moved there and then eventually uh, somewhere else. But uh, I know the area well. You spill, do you still go back there sometimes? Or not? I, I, I try to go back once or twice a year. I uh, still got family back there. And uh, Star Tavern, ever been? No, I haven't. It's in, uh, do you know the Oranges? Yes. So West Orange, I think it's, it's right on the line, like West, East, Orange. Um, very South Orange Avenue, going all the way, all yeah. the way up. Yeah, so Star Tavern is arguably on lists and stuff the best mm. pizza in america uh i'll bring you some it's uh it's it is it's mm. it's, it's it's there 
It really is, yeah. Wow. So wow. I never, I never, I'm there two or three times a year too. Yeah. Never don't go to Star. I, just, yeah. I make the trip by myself sometimes. No kidding. Sit down, drink a beer, eat the whole pizza, bring the other one home. Yeah. Say we, I got one. We, <laughs> there's, a, there's a ton of food, man. I, yeah. I, man, I, I, when I get back there, I usually go here, go there, but uh, it's a good food area. It is unbelievable. You know why? Because like, and I, I'm, I'm sorry. Let's get back to the yeah. martial art thing. But the thing about New York. So my my uh, my father-in-law is from Yonkers, and I always say to them, I'm like, the thing about New York when it comes to food. And uh, we'll be there in March. Um, we're going to cook at the Beard House. Um, but uh, the thing about New York is there's too much good food for bad food to survive. That's right. So as soon as it opens, boom, gone. gone. And so everything's good. Yep. And, and, and now Jersey has become like such a, not in a negative way, but like such a suburb of New York that it's like that's an extension of that yep. population-wise. We'll, it's we'll just, go there and eat. There's too much good. Yep. So bad opens up and it's gone. It's, it's Darwinism for food. But almost instant. Absolutely. You can't sell bad pizza Absolutely. in New York because good pizza's on every block. Yep. So yeah. gone. Just like uh, you can't sell uh, bad wine in Sharon, right? We're on, <laughs> we're, on, we're on bottle number two of this Vinovations. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you can't yeah. beat it. You yeah, can't yeah. beat it. So, again, Vinovations yeah. uh, in Sharon. Thank you very much for, uh, for sponsoring this episode. Uh, Jason Lee over there is a cool guy. Um, always doing very cool stuff. There's actually an event space over there, too, um, which is, like, super cool. They do a nice job of dressing it up. Mm. Um, my uh, my new cooking show on cable access is actually going to be filmed out there, and uh, they, they they built a beautiful like crazy showcase kitchen in the place, and uh, so they do all these like um, bachelorette parties and corporate stuff and rehearsal dinners. It's a nice space. It's a really nice space. So thank you for sponsoring us, people. Go uh, book your next event at the Innovations or. If, if, if it's too big for Simca. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Simca but, uh, first. Yeah. But so you started the martial arts in Newark. Yeah, I started there. And, uh, you know, I learned, uh, st- as we all do, you, you get into it for self-defense reasons. And then um, it became more than, you know, you hear the cliche, mind, body, spirit. It's, it's, it's more of a way of life now. And it, it, it's about the um, who can I protect? I'm not looking to do anybody any harm. Right. Only, only, only time you ever see me throw hands is it's a life or death situation, mm-hmm. and I got to protect myself and my family. Right. Uh, but the more you train, the more you, 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 you feel for people. Because I know so many ways to, to hit a person if you had to, and it's just so that, that anguish, that ang- that the, the anger and, 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 and that, 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 that you used to have, it's gone. It really is. I mean, the training will, you can have a bad day. You can put your gi on, you go train on, step on the floor, and you forget about everything that was bugging you that day. I'm not and trying to be uh, funny, but who spars against you? I'm not, I, mean, <laughs> I know that I, there was no way to say it without it being a joke, but yeah? I'm being serious. Like, I, you know, it's funny. I, and you say that, um, you know, I used to compete a lot. And it's just not a lot of guys it, doing it your it, size. That's all. Well, in the back in the day, it wasn't a weight. It was like black belt sign up. So I would get a, I could get a six foot four guy. I could get a five two guy. It didn't matter. It was just whatever name got called. And then eventually they went uh, lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight, grand champion. So winner of the lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight division would go into it. Somebody would get a buy, and I would end up fighting a, a lightweight. He think that, oh, I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I am as quick off the line as he is. All of a sudden, bam, you know, and he's, what 
the hell just happened? You think he looked at you and thought, <laughs> I'm going to kill this guy? <laughs> well, you know, seriously. He looked at you and most, checked his most, will. most karate guys, you know, they're, 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 looking, they're looking and like, say, you know what? I'm going to kill him with, with speed because okay. he, he's, he's, he's big. Yeah. He's going to be slow, and they don't know me. And then the other thing, after we've, we've competed, and this is even when I was playing uh, high school, college, and I competed in the pros also. Wait, while you were in the NFL, you were doing this? Oh, yeah, in offseason. And that I, wasn't I, against the contest? Uh, well, I didn't tell him. Okay, all right. They say, hey, we, we, got, we, the got, we, got, we yeah. got something going on in the West Coast. We need you out there. I'm like, I'll fly out and see you guys out there. But all of a sudden, they would hear the name, and they're like, wait a minute. Andre Tippett, Andre Tippett. You're not that Andre Tippett that plays for the Patriots. Nah, like, he's I'm a, like, nah. Ah, nah, nah. I get that a lot, though. Like, you <laughs> are him, man. Holy shit. We, I, I'm competing against this. So all of a sudden, guys are like, look, this dude is legit, man. <laughs> not only he played football and a black belt and can fight. Um, but, yeah, all of that stuff, man, was um, self-defense. But then after I got to a, a high grade and I realized it's more than that, I've gotten to travel to Okinawa. Wow. Uh, I've even tested. I've graded over there in Okinawa a few times, and I'm, I'm, I'm planning. I'm planning to go there this year. Hopefully, I can. I can make it work in a, in a couple of months to take a trip over to uh, to train with the masters and and. Uh, but it, it, the it's kids a, do this too. Your kids? No, all my kids try. I, I had them all in it. Didn't love it. And they all trained for like a year. Six months, three months. So when you say, when you tell your son, like, yo, you're not grinding, like, I'm grinding. That's Absolutely. What you mean. Yeah. Because yeah. he went to his mother because he didn't come to me. Okay. I don't want to train anymore. Ooh. But now <laughs> he says to me, we, we went to go watch. He's a junior at Towson University. He plays. Uh, he's a strong safety. He says to me, uh, one of the games this year, you know, in all season, I want, I want to work with you with my hands. I got to run and I'm looking at him. I'm like, you've grown up with me in the household. Yo, you just want to work yeah. with me now Yo, with your You should have just brought him the white belt. You should have just brought him the white belt. But like, all right, son, no, no. this it, is your white belt, it, man. It, it, here it is. <laughs> yeah. I said, this is why I had you training, and I wanted you to do this because you wouldn't be having this conversation with me. You'd already know. But uh, he understands now what he missed out on. Yeah. And I don't, you know, it's not for everybody. Be, football being so, you know, violent. Did you ever try to push them away from football or, uh, you know, nah, just nah, do what you nah, love? Yeah, my son, and, you know, and, I'm only, and I was blessed with, with, with one son, uh, three daughters, beautiful girls. Right. Uh, I coach, they play football? I coach, yeah, nah, nah. What do they do? They, uh, soccer, sports, cheerleader. Cool. And uh, the oldest trained the longest. She trained for about three years. Okay. And then she quit. But uh, she got to reap the, the, the benefits of being in the dojo on the floor with me and, 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 and understanding what, what it's really all about. And uh, it, it was pretty cool. Dave's got a little girl. I, I got one of each. And I tell all my friends that only have – I got a couple friends that only have daughters. And, like, I don't know. I can't speak for you. But I know a lot of guys, like, it's like, oh, like you, you want a son. You just want a son. When I, I cried, your, your Hall of Fame moment, that was when we were there and they said, all right, it's going to be a boy. We found out. <laughs> but but the funny thing is that like now having one of each, I never miss an opportunity to tell my wife and anyone who listen, especially my friends only have daughters. I'm like, I never want to miss out. I wouldn't trade like having a son and like for, you know, whatever Darwinistic instinct is there or whatever. But if you told me I could only have like one gender, not one of those two kids, I'm not going to be the one of them. But dude, having a daughter is something. It's just different. It's yeah. it's amazing. It just changes you. And to me, and I tell people that only have a daughter, I'm like, dude, 
it's it's mad. It's just different. It's just different. If I had two daughters and no son versus two sons and no daughter, not now now knowing what I didn't know, mm, I would have two. Like it's just incredible having a daughter, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I got three of them. My son is the baby of the bunch. So, but my three girls, man. Oh, so you kept swinging. You were like, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. Listen, we're gonna like, do this. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, it was boy, like she was like, all right. It was <laughs> like the fourth time. It was like, if, if it's not a boy, can we go ahead and agree to it? And I'm like, nah, it's gonna be a boy. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be no. a boy. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's yeah, a boy. Sure. I know it's a boy. Yeah, yeah. And it was a boy. I was like <laughs> trying to lock me in on another one. <laughs> <laughs> That's last. Well, the funny thing about Avi's kids is, um, you know, how how old is Adina? Is it two two uh, two and a half years younger than Adley? She turns five a, a week from today, and uh, she's twenty two months younger than Adley. Twenty two mm. months. Yeah. So, I mean, is she at the point where she can bully Adley now? Oh, of course she does. My daughter is tough. Like my daughter is a bulldozer, and my mm. son, I love him. I love him, and uh, I want to tell you that he gets like his real soft side from his mom but the reality is he's like exactly how it was at that age mm. um which is funny because like my dad is like your dad's kind my dad in his prime i would t- I, I <laughs> hardcore would, I would, it'd be a good fight with you guys like <laughs> my dad was like he's from israel and he's like five foot four on a good day yeah. but he's just like you know he just grew he's up determined. he just grew up in a you know in a in a position from a position of like there is no lose that's right um, i win <laughs> so like and the funny thing about my dad is dude my dad tries to do things even now this is so dumb. He can't do that. And then he does it. Yeah. You know? Like, not just physically anything. You go like, I don't know. Dude, my dad owns 17 restaurants throughout that's his crazy. lifetime. And if you meet him, you go, that's really crazy. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. You go, I don't know if he knows how to fill out the paperwork. Yeah. But, but, man, he did <laughs> he it. it and, uh, and so when I was little, and it was like, I was soft. Um, you know, he used to be like, oh, you're like your mom. You're like your mom. Now I look at it, I'm like, the world will hurt. Like, I need soft sons and tough Daughters are a yeah. good thing. Yeah. Like, I'll be all right. You know, yeah, my daughter right. is tough. My daughter doesn't take shit. She couldn't take you in a fight, but there's a couple <laughs> pictures she could take. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least she wouldn't tough. quit. She wouldn't no, back she, down. Oh, oh, not my daughter. She'd keep no. going. I like No, that, you'd get right? annoyed. Yeah, you'd be like, this I love is too it. much. I love it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're cool. They're fun. Uh, your daughter's rowdy. Yeah. No, she goes for it. She's yeah. only a year and a half, and she's just like walks like a boss. Yeah. Dave and I spent Thanksgiving together. No actually, kidding. here. Yeah. And uh, she's came caught, by. hitting her head off stuff. And oh, she and, and yeah. yeah. Right back up. The okay. cool thing about the cool thing about you and Jesse is that like you guys don't even like a lot of people. First time parents. By the time you have the second, you're like, pick that up off the floor, go ahead and eat it. Mm. But with first, like people panic, and you guys don't do that. You guys are like, yeah. she hits her head on the table. Like, she's cool. She's yeah. all right. She's tough. Uh, no, I different. caught her fate crying in the mirror. I'm like, this is all. <laughs> <laughs> she was like trying it out. She's like, yeah. That's funny. Like, we like spotted her. Like, <laughs> like, how's this going to go over? And then so, I was like, anytime she pulls it. Like, that's that's funny. So the karate started in Jersey. Yeah. Um, and so you basically the, never stopped since. No. You still do it? No. Yeah, I still train. Wow. I still train. You just said he's I don't, trying I don't, to go to I don't uh, push Japan. myself. As, you, know, it, you know, it's funny. I used to try to go 100% all the time. Yeah. And I have people looking at me like, well, why are you going so hard? Uh, well, you know, I never know when I'm going to have to use it. And I want to make sure it works. I want to, you know, well, pace yourself. That's what I tell my wife, by the way. I, I don't know uh, how to do that. I just, everything is. Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm smooth with it. I mean, I've been doing it a long time, right. but it comes second nature to yeah, me. Yeah, technique. Uh, but I, you know, there's a, there's a speed, there's a work ethic to it. There's a. You know, you, 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 you got to see things. You got to put some emotion to it. There's some style to it. 
And, uh, but, then, but most of all, you, you, you have to understand the technique. I understand the technique of what I'm doing. Was there any validity to my friend's comment about the uh, leg sweep? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, is I, that I, your go-to? That's a go-to. <laughs> you can find the baddest person in the world, and you're lined up across the floor from him at a tournament. And, you know, he's standing there stomping and, and giving you, and all of a sudden, you know, you fake a Oizuki to the face and then just take that front leg out. <laughs> And boom, and it down, it just drops. It drops all emotion, and that they will me. they will spend just, yeah. they how, will spend the rest of the the match trying to figure out when he gonna do it again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Got so the, the match continues. After, I don't know exactly how these matches well, work. I guess I thought Suzuki <laughs> leg sweep gone <laughs> done. That's like that's yeah. You know McGregor would already been smashing someone's windshield at that point. <laughs> well, you know you, get, you have those uh, two minute matches, three minute matches. Then you got some uh, tournaments that are like a full epong, which is one point. Okay. So I can hit you as hard as I can. If the judges doesn't Please deem don't. it one point, yeah, you'll be out there for a long time. You can get some Let's half not do points. that. Let's make it yeah. like you hit me one time and it's over, all right? Well, How much did I get paid for this fight? The, uh, <laughs> well, uh, when you don't get up, I think they give you the point. The, uh, the, the, the foot sweep, though, is like full point. So okay. when I've been in tournaments and I've just like just – That's the end of the match. Around, bam. And the referees, everybody's like, Ipong. And yeah. it's like over. No catch. Winner. Now, did you get the same feeling? I was just going to uh, ask this. From – did you get the same feeling from those tournaments as you do going into an NFL yeah, game? Yeah, same rush? Yeah, so yeah. for me, so a lot of people don't know this about me. Dave knows this about me. Dave, you coming to my show on the 27th? Um, I'm back in. Uh, I forgot about it, but yeah. yeah I'm back <laughs> to it. So I used <laughs> to be a rapper. So I, I, I say used to. I consider I, people go, oh, how long? When did you stop? I never stopped. I just like. Um, you do the intro every week now. Yeah, you I do. Some, yeah, you, here. You spit a little bit, huh? I, oh, I'm, honestly, I'm the best you've ever heard. I really am. Like, I'm better, way better at that than I really, though. And the thing is that. Uh, so I like did shows like and I this came is the up Middle East, East, right? Yeah. I'm, so this one's at the Middle East. So I'm I did, about to I, put this beat back on. I did yeah. shows like coming up in Boston, and like I earned it. You know, like my first show ever was at now it's called Brighton Music Hall, but it was Harper's Ferry. It was a Tuesday night. Um, the guy who's now the number one, and he's been he's owned Boston's hip hop scene for ten years now. Promoter in Boston, Leeds Entertainment, and um, he was like guy that I knew uh, that was doing big things in Boston at the time was like, hey, if you can get some people to show up on a Tuesday night, we'll get you a show. Um, cool. We did. We brought 80 people out on a Tuesday night. And, like, they were like, you can have another show. And we just kept earning it, kept earning it, till like, I've headlined every every venue in Boston. Mm. And then did shows in Chicago, Detroit, Columbus, Ohio, um, Jersey, New York. Um, and then, and I just, like, then I accidentally opened a restaurant. Yeah, I was going to say, opened, like, four oh, businesses. My dad, like, pressured <laughs> me into it. And, uh, and then it's, like, I actually released, the last album I, like, put out, put out, was, like, a year after the Chickpea opened. And then I just have never had the time. And part of it also is that, like, I've, I wouldn't say I've lost the drive, like, writing again. So I'm doing this show at the Middle East on uh, the 27th. But, like, it's not that I lost the drive, but it's that, like, the adrenaline rush of, of, of doing this, of mm. crushing service, and the artistic outlet uh, just replaced it. And, mm. and, 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 it, and it stopped being, like, when I'm stressed or I'm frustrated, like, people ask me, like, oh, uh, like people joke, like, with my wife, like, oh, does he ever cook at home? No, I only cook like when I'm at home. If we're gonna eat, I'm gonna cook. Yeah. My wife's an amazing cook, by the way. Right. But, but I love to cook. It's just I, I love to do it. It's it's my it's in your DNA. It, it's what I do. Yeah. So it it kind of replaced that. And then I did this podcast with somebody like six seven weeks ago, and she she didn't believe I could rap. So I started rap, and and then and it's like it relit. It like the fire lit again. And it's just it's different. It's like they're the same. It like yeah. you're the only person I know 
you got to have an ego somewhere deep down, right? Yeah, we all see, got I egos. The, I, we all got egos. Come across like <laughs> I just <laughs> never see. I just like you're like the guy that's like you. I, I don't know. From my perspective, it's like you're just like you just you just are the best, and then go like, oh, am I? I didn't even notice. Like I didn't I've been doing I it a while, so it's like I've been kind of like second nature. Yeah. yeah, or just like it doesn't. Uh, do you find that doing like the pottery and making the plateware and the all that pottery stuff? Pottery is huge. Do you feel I, like it replaced like the same the same no, adrenaline drive? No? no, it's like the opposite. So okay. it's like it evens it out where you can like that. You know, everybody's got a couple things that are like meditative is the word where it's like you play golf or you go fishing or you sure. like ride a bike. And it's like a, a point where you reset your brain. You know, and I used to ride my bike home and I'd be like steamed. I want to fire someone and kick their ass. <laughs> you know, I, and I live at the top of a hill. So I'd get to the top of the hill. And <laughs> you know, what? I think I'll just talk to him tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Those guys are so lucky you didn't live at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. <laughs> you would have no. just landed more mad. He'd <laughs> be in, just like the in, rush. You're like, yeah, I can do this. He'd be in Andre's uh, dojo. Be like, yo, you got to teach me that leg sweep. You know what I mean? Like. How the, the leg sweep came up, he's like, you, you're confident and you put your foot, you, you think you're putting your foot down. The next thing you know, it's two feet to your right. <laughs> and you're on your face. Oh, that's a bad yeah, moment. Yeah, so yeah, one of is. my cousins, so I'm actually, so, because I, I, I have an Israeli passport also. Are you, are you an Israeli citizen? No. Okay. Um, the, uh, so I'm an Israeli citizen. It's just something my dad did at birth. Um, and so, like, I got drafted into the military, and I, had, I deferred. I actually wanted to go. And... Um, and I was 18, and I was like, I'm going to go. Soft. And my dad said, well, my dad was like, oh, you can't go. And I said, why? He said, uh, it was actually a fair point. My dad doesn't make a lot of fair points. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, in Israel, everyone goes. So right. when you come out and you go to college, you're three years older. Yeah. You're going to go, and then you're going to have no choice. You're gonna, what, are you going to stay there for? Like, that is that now it's already almost locked? Because there, everyone's your peer. Here, you're going to come back. Are you going to go to you're gonna be a freshman at 21? So I understood his point, and it's it's kind of funny. And now my godson uh, is actually so my godson's sixteen years younger than me, and he's there. He's actually in his second year. Yeah. yeah, but um, but anyway, the point is, I was the first of I'm the I'm the twenty twenty fifth out of twenty sixth uh, of my grandparents' uh, grandchildren, and I was the first to not go. And my twin sister is the other one wow. not to go. And um, and it's just uh, there was somewhere I was going with this, and I don't remember what it is now. Training. Uh, Trading, maybe. I don't honestly know what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about the Ego. foot suite, the martial arts. Yeah. And these, I think, because. Oh, so my th- cousin. So my cousin was in. Thank you. This my is cousin, how every story goes with Avi, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is. I just was like, I'm like now I'm thinking about my grandma, and I just yeah, lost I wasn't my mind. Thinking about but it. no, like, so, so my cousin. Same one? Yeah, same one. So my, uh, so my cousin, he was, I, have a, I had a, cousin, a couple cousins out of, 20, out of 24 who have been in, like, special units or something. But this one, like, he, uh, my cousin Ofer was, like, in special, special units. And then when he finished, he, like, he's still, he's the bodyguard of, not the prime minister, but the president. It's kind of a figurehead. But he's the prime, uh, the prime, not the president's bodyguard now. But he was, like, in special units. He was an LL guy for years. Well, when they first finished the military, they, like, come and, uh, like, they travel the world, go to Thailand, go to Half Moon parties, whatever. They come to the U.S. He came here, and he's, like, staying at my house for, like, two weeks. Him and I drove to Niagara Falls. One day, like, I'm a lot big. Like, I'm five or six inches taller than the tallest person in my dad's family. They're just mm. not tall. And so, I'm big. And I was, like, 17, 18. And I, he, he's, like, unbelievable, like, as far as, like, his, like, what he's done. And I'm thinking, like, we could do that. And he, he always wanted to mess around. So, he's, like, oh. And, I, 
And next thing I know, my face is on the floor, and I don't know how it got there. And when you talk about the leg sweep, I'm like, that's what I, and I don't. I if you ask me right now, explain how you got. I don't know. We were like, we were just kind of like pushing and shoving, and my face was on the floor. Oh yeah. And uh, I don't know how that happened. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. It, 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 it's a uh, it's a it's an unbelievable sport um, and, and and an art. And the fact that I got a chance to spend a lot of time in Okinawa, I really appreciate it even more. Uh, the the value of the history and the system and the training and the because uh, we do Okinawan karate versus Japanese karate and in Okinawan karate you condition the whole body legs arms lats stomach back muscles glutes um, and and I mean when I say conditioning we you bang the body we do what we call katikatai and and uh, the kami jars that he said he was uh, we put um, sand pebbles in the kami jars and you work your grip you walk in sanchen kata with it and so all of that stuff that i was able to develop carried over to football because i was able to you know all of a sudden offensive lineman is trying to trying to set you and all of a sudden bam you're hitting that forearm and you're hitting it in a way that he ain't used to you know he ain't gonna snatch that thing out of there so all of a sudden <laughs> now they got to figure out another way how i'm gonna set this guy pass rushing yeah so, um, and I love the bang. I mean, I'm bang, bang. I'm like, what are you going to do to me that hadn't been done already? Right, right. You know, I've already been kicked in the shins. I've, I've, I've bruised my shins. I've, I've bruised my forearms. And I'm, I'm, let's go. And I don't blink. That's the other thing that kills people. You, you wear them down, and all of a sudden, you know, this one ain't, he, he ain't stopping. <laughs> you know, but that's the mentality. I was able to, like I say, carry it into football. It helped me to push it to another level think about that like he hit like the meaty part of your forearm and it's Ooh. like you can't even like you, and they're like bro this is the nfl Ow. not you're not this is, yeah, like right. what are you doing they're, man they're pulling that, that bad boy you see tape man they, they snatching it back <laughs> you remember lewd you remember lewd yeah of course so like uh, our our good friend in, uh, in college he uh he was an all-state corner actually in uh in jersey mm. uh he played at uh mount claire kimberly and uh and then he actually like sad story like Michigan State gave him an offer, um, and then he shattered his sh- uh, shoulder, returning interception senior year. He ended up going to Northeastern. That's where I met him. But he he told me like just like just I'm, like I said, I'm an X's nose guy. I, li- I love it. He was explaining to me that like the trick as a corner was like that they'll never call it on you is as you start running stride for stride, smack him every time down on his quad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He just can't get his quad yeah, going yeah, because yeah. he's getting hit. Yeah. He's like, what the hell's going on, man? Absolutely. Mike Haynes yeah. used to tell me that. Yeah? Yeah, he said, Tip, you get uh, running back in coverage, man. All of a sudden, he's running. You just run with him, and all of a sudden, pow, just hit him. I said, <laughs> I said for real? Do you used to do that? I, I tried it. Yeah, yeah. it worked. Made it well, work. it only yeah. takes a flinch, right? And then they're oh, off yeah. their route, they're, and then that's you, it. You're just trying to get them off their route. Slow them up. Right. right. Slow them up. Do you, remember, yeah. um, do you remember both your touchdowns, NFL touchdowns? I think I got one against the Raiders where we, uh, we, we, we blocked uh, – uh, a field goal, a punt, I scooped and scored. And then uh, down in Houston, I, I, I blocked. I think Raymond Claiborne blocked, I scooped and scored, I think. And you, you, you probably don't know this, but um, I've actually never scored an NFL touchdown. That's not a thing. <laughs> I've never had. No, that's a thing about me. We but I'm actually I'm, – so I'm two behind you. <laughs> you know what I mean? If up. I ever get a chance. You got to catch up. <laughs> On this podcast, we have two NFL touchdowns. Yeah, that's true. Between us, actually, Becker, between the three of us, we have two NFL <laughs> scores. We got two of them. And the 100 yeah, sacks. And 100 sacks. Is that a, it's 100 sacks? Yeah, it's 100 sacks. Even? 
Yeah, 100 even, isn't that great? I got last year. I you played. didn't want to screw it up. You were like, nah. He was going to play had, one more year. If he had I, had I known that, that it was going to make something, you know, it was going to become something, I would have probably stayed a couple more years trying to pad the, 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 the Dude, number. they gave you the gold jacket. I like, know. How much I more, know. more was I know. there to I, you know. Yeah. How many NFL stacks you got? <clears throat> <laughs> you got 20. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up? I, I, I had some questions to ask you. Though. What's the best moment? In your entire career, we know. I imagine yours is getting the Hall of Fame jacket. Is it not that? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. What, what's yours? You should have tossed on this at the beginning. He could have thought about oh, no. it for a little while. <laughs> I was holding on to it for a while. I actually thought about asking it that near the beginning, uh, especially when we first started talking about the Hall of Fame. But I was like curious. The first night that I had that nobody was angry, like my staff and the customers. Like, everybody that showed up was cool. And do you feel like that, that then keeps repeating itself with each of the yeah, new places? Yeah, that's good. That's a good night. But that was like, you know, every restaurant I'd ever worked at, it was like there was always a steak that came back. And there was mm. always somebody pissed at the front. And there was always a dishwasher storming out. And, you know, somebody like, you know, there, there was just some drama. And then, like, the first one that just was like, wait, this can actually be, like, a sustainable job that isn't, like... You know, adrenaline junkie. Oh, so even before you even opened your place, this was like just like the first night that ever no, happened. I, I don't think line. it had ever happened in my whole career before having my own place. Like okay. every night there was some, you know, yeah, yeah. and if, you know, it's like it's people would want to create the drama. There'd always be like somebody like, you know, getting a fight and they want to like just some waitress screaming at somebody else. And like, you know, it's like, <laughs> so be, just like in the TV shows, it would be like the same thing. But then if you can like avoid that and just be like, wait, that's that. And I can't remember the actual moment that was, but I do remember driving home one night and be like, this is actually cool. I'm going to sleep well tonight. Mm. You know, and like instead of the, I don't know. I know it's like anti-climate. No, that's cool. No, it's cool. No, I get it. <laughs> no, What's like, the worst? I as soon as I asked the question, I was oh, like, the worst if he threw it back, I wouldn't have an answer either. I don't know. Yeah. What it is. Oh, worst What's the worst? There's been a few. There been, there's like, uh, yeah, I don't even want to go there. It was I was on this podcast one time. and <laughs> like, uh, Oh, come on now. Struck. <laughs> the, uh, Corey, that's why I don't introduce you, bro. Not even, actually, they were from Sharon. And they were like... Um, People from they, Sharon are I'm tough. Not, I'm not even going to tell People you what Sharon happened because it was gross. It was, it was you know, my fault. And, um, but I, 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 went, I met them on the sidewalk. And the, the husband came back and he was upset. And I was like, hey, I get it. You're really upset. I'll understand if you never want to eat her again, but if you ever want to do a fundraiser or a party or anything, like I owe you big time. And, you didn't um, sleep with his wife, did you? I said this to the husband. No, you didn't sleep with his wife, <laughs> did you? I'm oh, like envisioning this. You're like, it was gross, but uh, you're like outside being like, listen, I get it. You're mad at me. <laughs> but the ravioli was good, though, right? <laughs> she was cute. And if she hears this, she'll know what I'm talking about because it was the worst. And they know. It was like <laughs> <laughs> they know because they still review the place once a but month. But so, like, they... Um, like, literally, they, I never saw them again. And then, like, four years later, the guy called me up, and he's like, hey, it's my wife's birthday. You want to come throw a surprise? And I was wow. like, the universe is evening itself out. Like, I'm going to roll it out on you guys. Like, it's like she's going to show up, and there's going to be a spread for her and her friends. And I did. And I still have I've, – I've seen them a couple times since, but it was like – Nice. It was bad. I'll what was the worst you. moment of your career? Probably – 89 when I, I, you I missed got a year, right? Yeah, I missed yeah. a year. Yeah. I missed a year because that's, that's tough, a year you don't get it back. You were on top of the world there, right. too. Yeah, you don't exactly. get it back. You don't get it back. I mean, you think you do, but, you know, I ripped my <clears throat> my pec muscle in the last preseason game. And uh, how you rip your pec muscle? And it was preseason. It was the last preseason game of the year. Fullback is diving. 
<clears throat> I'm going 100 miles an hour. He's going. He's not ducking. I'm not ducking. And all of a sudden, I catch his knee square under my, my, my armpit. And all of a sudden, I go back to the huddle and <clears throat> don't feel right. And I'm, I, I can't lift anything. And it was that was that was probably devastating for me because it, it, it for a lot of things happened after that, and uh, like I said, you can't get that year back. Yeah, the, the, nowadays you wouldn't be playing in the fourth preseason game. Like that's not nobody yeah, plays in that yeah, anymore. Absolutely. You know? No, I no. I get why. I mean, yeah. that's why. Did you have um, like doubts about coming back? Like, did you contemplate retirement at all, or are you just rehabbed from the get go? I, I, you know what I did? I ended up using that year as an opportunity to kind of just get away clear my head i actually went back to you know, i had 16 hours left for my 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 degree oh, okay so i went back to iowa mm-hmm. enrolled for the semester took all the classes i graduated i was rehabbing out there i did a whole bunch of things that I normally hadn't had time to do right and uh, I, I i worked out obviously i had access to everything out there right and uh Amazing. I came. So I kept my head clear. I got I stayed busy. I got to finish out something that I had promised, you know, my, my, my mother that I would finish up school mm-hmm. almost 10 years later. But hey, I, I got it. Still counts. It, it, it was, yeah. So the degree in um, uh, communications. Yes. And so Corey and I met at Northeastern <laughs> as communications majors. I then got, got, got very quickly expelled. And uh, ended up getting a, ended up getting a degree in philosophy. A lot of people. I got. I have a degree in ethical, social, and political philosophy. The focus on race and racism. Um, but that's because uh, of the whole like the music career, and I was just trying to do that. And mm. Leave law school a possibility. Didn't know I'd be cooking for a living. Mm. But uh, but yeah, communications is cool, right? Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. Did, so then, but you put it to good use. Ever, I mean, you like where you. So when you went to college, right? Did you know that you wanted to? I mean, you wanted to be in the NFL, obviously, but. Did you know, like, what kind of career you could have, you know, regardless of football, I mean? I, you know, I always wanted to go into law enforcement. So my deal was high school, all of a sudden I get a scholarship. All right, cool. I'm going to play four years of college. Right. And then afterwards I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in paperwork and I'm going to see if I can go through the FBI I get drafted. I said, well, okay, then I'm going to do a couple of years of pros and then still put my paper, submit paperwork. Right. And then I'll – so I never got so – yeah, Well, then you, the you wanted to go to the FBI? I wanted to be – I wanted to go in law enforcement so bad. But specifically, uh, like, federal law enforcement, yeah, not I, local? I, no, no. I, okay. wanted, I, wanted to, I wanted to be an FBI agent. And the reason why I say that, I when that, I was – uh, I, <laughs> I was 10 or 11. There was a bank robbery in my neighborhood. And they were going around, and like I was a big FBI, Efren Zimlis Jr. Okay. fan. You guys gotta, you guys Google, probably have don't, to Google you, that. You gotta yeah. Google that. Google's your friend, bro. That's two episodes but, I said Google. But <laughs> they do door to door. So all of a sudden, here it is. I'm 10 years old. I've been watching FBI all the way up to that point. Comes on every Sunday, eight o'clock. We'd be glued to the TV. FBI, starring Efren Zimlis Jr. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm glued. All of a sudden, knock, knock on the door, flashes the, the credentials. And I'm, I'm like, I'm literally like just all over myself. And my mother's almost to the point where she has to slap me, you know, you know, straighten like, up. Yeah, Stop right. acting, you know, yeah. what, what are you all, yeah, you know, you're, you're losing your stuff over here. Right. And um, it, it, it's amazing. They 
show credentials and then they said, there was a bank robbery a couple of blocks up the street. We're just canvassing the neighborhood and we just wanted to know if you guys saw anything, heard anything, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, but I'm like the whole time, and I asked one of the, the, office, uh, the agents, can I, can I hold on to his credentials? So he let me hold his credentials while he was uh, talking to my mother and yeah. asking questions. So it it's just like goes to show. You knew. Do you have yeah, friends? Something like that. And I got friends that. Do you have friends in law enforcement? I got, I got friends that. Uh, I got uh, three former teammates. Okay. That are now in law that, enforcement? That have uh, done 25 years and they've, they've since retired. I got okay. one that's head of uh, NASCAR security. Okay. And uh, he's like the VP of their whole security. I've never program. been to a NASCAR race. I'll have to let, Take, my, yeah. let my buddy know. Um, but. Uh, and then I got a couple other teammates that are, I think they're like two or three years away from, from retiring. So, so, so my uncle, so I have a, an uncle that was a police officer for a long time in Longmont, Colorado. And uh, it's a profession that, that I find interesting, especially nowadays. Mm. So um, with my beer trucks, we, we, we always have police detail. Mm-hmm. And those guys, like, you know, police officers on a detail, like they don't have anything to do. So some of them are standoffish, but some of them be cool. And I was talking to this guy in uh, Cambridge, he's actually like, dude, this guy's unbelievable. He actually, he was part of the forensic team that mm. dealt with the, um, the marathon bombings. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Tough stuff, really wow. tough stuff. And uh, he, he specifically dealt with, uh, sorry, the, the death of, um, of Officer Collier in okay. Cambridge, um, which is obviously very difficult, even just as a human being. But then as a law enforcement officer, no, this guy was targeted only for being a law enforcement right. officer. But him and I were able, we, we had an incredible conversation um, about stuff that he does and he, he's in like he just does a lot of really cool stuff but one thing that every police officer tells me nowadays and actually um i don't know how well you know the sharon police force these days but uh i have a good friend um who's on the who just joined the force actually like almost like a second grade. Do you know peter canuto by any chance i, I don't okay uh, but anyway so uh it's just interesting because nowadays nobody every every police force is understaffed no one wants to be a police officer right. and as you're talking all i was thinking was they need they need we need shows that glorify that position a little bit and honestly what we really need is i told you what i studied in college we need shows that glorify police officers from every different group of of people absolutely being police officers because we do need more community engagement and we do need police forces to reflect their communities and and part of that is well then you need everyone to to want to be police officers right you have to you have to want people because Look, I've been. I have friends that are in law enforcement. I've been in bar, at barbecues that are most. Sometimes it fits. Sometimes yeah. the duck sounds oh, yeah. like a duck, Absolutely. right? And you go, well, man, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the fact, like when when you show up and you've got a badge, like that now all of a sudden that gives you carte blanche. Right. And um, I've been in weird situations in my life, so I always tell people the two most racist things I ever experienced were were done to me, but were not racist against me. They they showed the racism. So I was pulled over one time. Uh, I used to record at the studio right off of Blue Hill Ave in Boston. And I'm like pulling around the corner and I get pulled over. This police officer comes over, license registration. I hadn't done anything wrong. So I said like, well, like, what's the problem? And he said, uh, what are you doing in this neighborhood? And I said, I recorded this music studio around the corner. He was like, you're not here buying drugs. <laughs> and I was like, no one's going to believe that story. Like I'm from Sharon. Like my friends to this day, and a lot of them are like fairly liberal. They don't like believe, like when they get to talk about how the media reports stuff, I tell them stories like that. And, uh, and then I always remember, like, I got myself in some trouble that I'm not proud of. And I always tell people, I'm like, I remember the day that changed me forever where I was like, uh, when police officers now ask me, I don't, I don't ask for badge numbers. I don't complain. I don't get critical. 
because I've been on the other side. And I know, like, listen, you can call your lawyer later. In this moment, Take care of he's the mean. boss. Yeah. Like, man, he can do – and, like, there's a reason that there's no clocks in a, in a jail cell of any level. It's because, like, they're in control. Yep. And, like, listen, shut up. And you can talk to – if they did you wrong, then you can talk to a lawyer later. But right now, they're the boss. That's right. And then when you see some of these national stories, which, you know, they go both ways. Right. A question. But when you, you guys, see them – Have you guys ever done any, like – Hold on. Time? let me Hold on. Let me turn your mic up, David. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go for it. Have you guys ever, ever like, spent time in jail? 22 hours was the longest I did. 22 hours. I don't know if I ever did 24 hours straight, but it's like probably three collective nights in jail. And I'm like, I'm a spaz. Like, I don't like sitting still. Well, you know see, I mean? so like, well for me, I'm claustrophobic <laughs> and super anxious. So for me, I'll tell you a funny one. I'll tell you the one funny story. Um, I, so I happen to be on probation for the dumb things that I did in college. And I'm driving back from Jersey after, the morning after Christmas. And we're, I'm, I'm working at a sign shop at the time. So I have to be there by 9. So we left super early, and I'm flying. I'm 22 years old, driving too fast. Out in Western Mass, and I see the cruiser sitting by the side of the road. No lights, nothing. We're the only car on the road. I'm doing 80. I just pulled over. I'm like, well, because I'm like, well, listen, it's just me. Yeah. Like, he's like, going to he do me. it, right? Like, yeah. let me start. Let's start he off on the right foot. He got let's start me. off on the right foot. <laughs> so I pull over, and this is, this is no embellishment in the story. Andre, Andre Tepper comes up to the side. And no, up. no. Jeez, I would have cried. <laughs> my wife starts to, um, took, well, she, she was then just my girlfriend. She took panicking, and, she, and I said, babe, I said, listen, it's a speeding ticket. They're not arresting me. I said those words out loud. Cop comes over, license registration, give it to him. He's a statey. He comes back over. On her side of the car, and he says, uh, no, I guess it was on my side. He says, uh, can you please step out of the vehicle? I said, huh, but I'm on probation, so I had to have paperwork to go out of town. So I get out, and I, I said, I have the paperwork. And this guy, like, genuine human being, he just, like, he's, like, surprised and, like, wait, 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 you're on probation? I said, yeah. He's like, oh. And I figure out later <laughs> that, like, he wouldn't have, he didn't want this to turn into that kind of a right. deal. He goes, do you know, he said, do you know that your license is suspended? Oh, no. And I said, no. And he goes, Who's the girl in the car? And I said, she's my girlfriend. Will she be freaked out if she sees you get handcuffed? I said, yeah. So, I mean, so will I, but yeah. <laughs> he, says, uh, he says, well, then, like, listen, walk with me behind my cruiser. Don't do anything stupid. I'll do it there. She doesn't have to see this. Why do you feel like she'd be happier so, to start driving? Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So he, like, pulls me. Uh, he pulls me behind the – puts me in the back of the cruiser. I'm sitting in the back of the cruiser. He goes over. He talks to her. He tells her to follow us back to, the, to wherever we're going. Comes back over. He gets in. And before we even pull out, he starts going to his system. He's trying to figure out why my license is suspended. I'm curious, too. Turns out I was pulled over on Sturrow Drive for in bumper-to-bumper traffic, rush hour, for traveling too close to the vehicle. From, right next to the state police barracks. Dude, I saw the dude pull out, yeah. go, pick one car, any car at random. Give yeah. a he told me. I appealed it. I had moved and never realized that my address had changed. Right. So... So he says, he goes, you got pulled over by a stadium. Sounds like a lot of excuses over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but it was just a funny thing. Well, he was, like the, he was like, dude, he's like, I, I hate how this happened. So we go in. We sit there. I, but I'm on probation. So they have to wait till they, till they contact the uh, probation officer in Roxbury. Because if they want, they can hold me right. 60 days in Worcester State Prison. And immediately they said, no, let it go. And actually, the, more, like, the way the story ends up is they actually throw the probation out an hour, a uh, year and a half early. Wow. Because they were like... You've graduated. You got a job. Pay your fines. Yeah. We're done. But uh, but in the meantime, when he brings me back out of like his little holding cell to take me down to the courthouse, he goes. He he does a sweep of the back seat, and he pulls out a crack pipe. 
What? And he holds it wow. and he looks at me and my whole life stopped because wow. I'm like, for real, <laughs> this is how it could all end, right? Wow. Like I could, and he just wow. looks at me and and I mean, it was a moment like wow. it's like Where did if he had, if he had put a gun to my face, I yeah. wouldn't have felt any different. It right. was like, and he just looks at me like dead straight. He goes, "This yours?" And I was like, "Ah!" Uh, and then he just starts laughing. He smashes on the ground. And he goes, first of all, it would be my fault for not sweeping the back seat before I put you in." And then he turns and goes, second of all, no offense, uh, you don't look like a crackhead. Uh. <laughs> he goes, you're a little big for a crackhead. And I was like, ah, uh, I've never been so offended and relieved at the same time. It was like, he just called me fat. Wow. But also, I'm not going to jail. So, wow. but, uh, but yeah, that was, and, and people that have never been through that, and I don't advise it, don't realize, like, that really, like, that really happens. Oh, yeah. And uh, in that moment, like, that was not my crack pipe. God yeah. only knows how it got there. And can you imagine being someone in that position who then oh, has so he to found who it then in has your to, car? No, it was, no, this was in the backseat of his car. Oh, in the police car. So in other words, oh. someone had gotten arrested <laughs> and, and stashed it. <laughs> and my point is, can you imagine being the guy? What do you think of this story? That there's a crack pipe in my car? No, I just missed him. I missed him. <laughs> You're going. He's sitting here going like, "Why did Avi have a crack pipe?" No, is I was your like, a crack pipe there? I'd like to be clear. I've Where never, I've never seen a crack pipe in my life except for that instance. But um, but the point is, moments like that, you sit there and go. Imagine if he wasn't cool and he was like, well, you were in there. Yeah, it's um, got to be yours. Yeah, it's got to be yours. And, and then they put that on you. Like, mm-hmm. how would I defend myself against yeah. it? I, I, I've never smoked crack in my life. I don't. Right. That's not mine. Drug testing. But, but Drug who knows? Testing. Well, I don't know. I, to be honest, you, we joke about that, but I don't know that that shows. I don't know what that result is. So no, I'm sure you would still get arrested for possession uh, or whatever. I mean, God only knows. You know, God yeah. only knows. So. Uh, Either way, that sounds like uh, a good story I'm, to wrap it up on. But yeah, I'm about to say, Andre, oh, hold on, Andre, you gonna tell your story? Well, I, I was gonna, I was gonna. <laughs> tell me, were you also almost? I was almost. I've never been in a cell. You asked, okay. and, and I tell this to my kids all the time. Sure. I said, uh, <clears throat> we're driving back to Jersey from Iowa, and it's like six or seven of us that are from uh, Jersey that are out there, and every you know during the holiday they get us a van and we all drive back. So this one year we're coming back. We got back after the holidays, went, dropped everybody off at the dorms. I walk into my room, and I got the stereo. You know how you got the speakers sitting on the crates? Yeah. I walk in. Right away, I'm like, shit. I took my crates. Who? Yo, who's got the van? So I'm going to jump in the van, go to the convenience store, grab four more crates. Everybody does it. You go around the dorm room, everybody got them. Sure. So I go, and as I'm grabbing the crates, putting them in the van. Now, literally, we had just gotten off the fucking highway from, from Jersey. Yeah. And I look up, and it wasn't a cop, but he's a security cop in uh, Coralville, which is right next to Iowa City. He says to me, he says, uh, you got permission to grab those crates? What's he talking about permission? I said, Nah, I said milk crates. I said we They're all. I said we all grab milk. I said we all grab them. I said, says to me, you see the sign. Never saw the sign. Never looked up. Please do not remove from premises. Anyone caught removing from premises can be arrested. We'll be persecuted to the full extent of the law. Full extent of the law. And I'm, I'm like, holy. So he says to me, I'm thinking, well, I'll just put them back and I'll get out of here. He says, no, 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 no. I gotta arrest you. I'm like, come on. Long story short, he take me to Iowa City Police Department, and 
I was really lucky because our defensive line coach, dad was the former chief of police. They all got word, and they were telling, yelling down, calling down, whatever y'all do, don't fingerprint him and don't put him in a cell. So they got me, and I got lucky. But Very lucky, I had yeah. to go to court. Yeah. I still oh, had to go to court. Really? Six months probation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Six yes. months probation. I'm in front of the judge, and I'm like, I can't. I'm from Newark, New Jersey. I know people that kill people that sell drugs. <laughs> yeah, I got the milk crates. From I'm my here speaker. in front of the judge. He's. I hope when you went home, you made it sound like you were hard. I, I hope you I told was, those I dudes like, yo, yo. <laughs> He's telling me we're going. You, we, you got to do six months probation. So I got to. I met a probation officer. Yeah. Once a month. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh. And I'm and the judge. The judge was a brother too, so I'm figuring he was gonna give me. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, right. I'm, I'm giving him yeah. a, be on your way. You son. know, he like hey, he looked. He never even made eye contact with me. He's like, all right, six months probation, but you're out of here. Well, this goes back to the story that we said at the beginning, or the, what we were talking about. Now imagine this day and age that happens with social media. Oh, you, know, yeah. you know, now oh, that would be like absolutely. A thing. Oh, he now, might cut you legit because like ESPN yeah. would be like. Tippett is stealing, a, you know, caught. Like, remember, um, like, okay, uh, right, exactly. <laughs> I understand, now you're labeled the bad So I understand kid. what I'm about to say might be a weird example because I don't know that other students were doing it. But, like, Jameis Winston, um, the situation where he's, like, taking the, the lobster and the crab legs and stuff, right? Dude, that might just be, like, that, His that might just be, the, crab legs. I'm not saying that that's cool or that it's okay, but we, for all we know, 10 kids a day. Down that might be like the thing, like and again, they're goofy kids. They're they're maybe they're having a couple Absolutely. drinks or whatever. But he is a prospect or whatever. Like all of a sudden, he's on the news, and we're making the kid sound like he like had a drug ring. Um, Pat Chung last year. I mean, that was a weird situation yeah. where like he hadn't been home in months. His key was with a bunch of contractors. The house. Do you know the situation? No. Yeah. Patriot safety stand got huge in the community, isn't he? Yeah. And like, uh, right. and there was this story that that ran, and. He had a, it was a New Hampshire, right? Yeah. yeah so he, Hampshire, had, he has yeah. a house in New Hampshire. Sake. It was under construction. Like construction workers. So he probably hadn't even been there for like. For months. Yeah. It, for months. Pe- people in his family have keys, but it probably wasn't even them. Like construction workers are in and out of the house. There was a robbery at the house. So that's where the story gets real weird. There's a robbery at the house. Sets off an alarm, if I'm not mistaken, right? Local law enforcement alerted, comes to the house. Never, the details have never really surfaced as to like. Were they going through his stuff? Like, what happened? But they find cocaine. No, and, like on a table or something. Like, right. Like, 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 on a table. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. And, uh, and, this, and then not only do they charge him, it then becomes a media story. And I don't know if anybody remembers the first three, four hours that that was out. It got clarified pretty quick. But the first three, four hours, it was actually out there as distribution, which is not what the charges were. Right. And it ends up turning out to be something like there's no reason to even believe that he even knew happened. Right. Right. But the story... Is made to seem like like this dude might be selling drugs, and you're going like, why is why? a guy that has millions yeah. of dollars doing all this? Like, yeah, it didn't seem in character. Yeah, it's crazy. It was no. crazy. Meanwhile, and I love him, but like, and he's not. He's I'm sure now, I've never person, big, but good was dude. Was that big like regional news or was that national? It, it got national. Well, hey, ESPN. listen, it's it's the New England Patriots, it right? Like ESPN grabbed that. And was, and it's like, oh, say. starting safety. No. I was going to say like, I feel like the Patriots are like vilified all the time for everything. So it's like that. In fairness, like as as a guy who grew up a, a sports fan from this area, man, I hated the Yankees. Yeah. So anything they did, you know, I, yeah. I hated the Lakers during those Shaq years. So it's like I get it. I don't hate on Patriots haters. I'm like, I get it, man. Like your team's terrible. I saw a hilarious meme the other day that said, like, if you're at home celebrating 
The Patriots yeah, yeah. being out of the playoffs that's what, that's instead of your, your own team, team. It means your team sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like what do you that's want? True. Like, yeah, like Brady loses every once in a blue moon. Right. That, that does happen. We don't win every single one. Yeah. So. People are nicer in Boston thanks to the Patriots being good, though. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And the Red Sox being good. Yeah, yeah. no, that was Celtics. huge. Well, yeah. the, funniest, the funniest Patriots story, I think, is uh, Twin River Casino in Rhode Island is the only sports book. I think of all times to lose money because <laughs> you know Patriots win the Super Bowl. It's like they were expecting like twenty million in their uh, state budget. They lost like five hundred k. It's like because no one's betting against it. No, everybody's betting on the Patriots. You can't uh, make that land high enough yeah, in the Super Bowl. You should have made it twenty. And right. people would still put money on the Patriots. Yeah, that's, true. That's how it goes. But hey, that that sounds so. like a, a good way to wrap up episode two. Thank you guys so much for coming in today. Yes, it was, uh, uh, it was a pleasure. Last question: Do you think there's any chance we can convince Becker to join the tribe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you so know he's almost a G, like well, he's gotta, almost, he's we super gotta in take, line. We got to take him over to the to the motherland. Have you been to Israel? No. So we do you want to come? Yeah, yeah. Take you got to come with us, to Israel. All right, absolutely. Let's do it. Once and then, but on the condition there. that you'll then convert to Judaism. I'm no, kidding. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not religious, but like so we're not a proselytizing group. We don't I, need you to join. So I was in the. So like Jesse is. She started. That's right. He's uh. Yeah, the mother of his child is is Jewish. Yeah, we're gonna. So we're like his child is Jewish, culturally Jewish. Yeah. So and it's like I'm all about celebrating. I'm all about food holidays, and it's like so Jesse's family is like, you know, the Jewish. Like they so Passover. And they assume because I'm not Jewish that I'm like all about Jesus, and so like every time they're like they're you know going. Well, over. Jesus was a Jew. That's true. And the, and the and the the Passover seder, the first seder was a the, the last supper was a, was a uh, Passover seder. Seder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I got it mixed up. But so they you know she has a, a a cousin who's like really pious and he speaks Aramaic and Hebrew and he tries to do the Passover seder in all three. And I'm all about it. I'm like, that, that's already too long. No, no, it goes on. I'm, I'm like, my my whole night is here. I'm doing this. The only thing I'm not about is the uh, cup for Elijah. I think it's too Easter bunny ish. It's like, you know, plus Dave is like, time out. Was that red wine? Start pretending to be Elijah. <laughs> I really, like, thanks for the. Third they catch Dave. They catch Dave sneaking around out back. <laughs> Hold on. Well, now that we're on this, Andre, just curious, what made you convert? Uh, a lot of things. I, I, really I know it's wanted, a simple, very simple yeah, question. It's, it's a, <laughs> yeah, people I, love I, talking about their religious <laughs> views. I wanted, uh, we wanted one religion in the household. Oh, I is mean, that right? Yeah. I, I, we got a lot of friends that are Christian and, 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 and Jewish or Jewish and Buddhist. And, you know, it's sure. just like, eh, yeah, uh, we ain't doing that. I mean, right. We're going to, you know, I choose to raise your kids one way. We're going to raise our kids one way and we're not going to confuse them on anything. And, and uh, yeah, so they get it, and um, it, it was just one of those things that fit. It was it was a fit for me. I was I didn't grow up ultra religious, mm-hmm. you know. I, I went to church. Was uh, I was born in Birmingham, so you know I, my, my grandmother. You, know, you don't you don't go to my grandmother's house without bringing a suit because she's going to take you to church on Sunday. <laughs> right? You know, so even when I was in college, you know, I was telling someone, "I'm going to come see you and just make sure you bring a suit because I want to take you." And like, All right. right, but um, yeah, we wanted one religion in the household. So was my your family mom- okay with the, the conversion? Yeah, 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 yeah. People ask that all the time, and you know, well, you know, you marry a woman that must be a great woman, make you change religion. I'm like, yeah, well, she is, but. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's good. They, you know, it's a, it really, I, we got a very diverse family. I mean, if you should see us during the holidays and what it looks like when you walk in the room. So, um, my, I got, my baby girl is, uh, her boyfriend is Muslim. 
Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. And so my 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 middle daughter, uh, she's married. Uh, her husband, he's from Fall River. Uh, yeah, Fall River area, and uh, he's Christian and, and 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 as white as you can be. And so we got we got a lot of stuff going on. It's pretty cool because we. You know, everybody, no one's judged by anything. You know, you come to our house, you're going to always have a great meal. Uh, You're going to always get plenty to drink. And uh, all I want you to do is make sure you treat my girls good. I don't want to whoop nobody's ass. Other than that, we're good. Leg sweep. Yeah. uh, So my mom converted, Mm. and then uh, my wife converted. Um, And it's funny because, like, my mom converted more like that was sort of the path she was on that led her to meet my, my dad. And that's why she was in those like circles where she would mm. end up meeting some dude who just came over from Israel. Mm-hmm. But my wife, it was more like what you just described was like we came to a point. She wasn't raised super religious. I'm not particularly religious. We're we're both very spiritual. Mm-hmm. But like I think I think relationships with God just for me, I think it's between me and God. Like I don't Absolutely. believe that a room full of people can have the same relationship. With God. That's just my view. Right. And um, but my wife and I was literally a conversation of like we're going to bring children to this world. We're going to be a family, and we didn't want like. Well, what are the kids going to be? Well, then, like, why should one of us not be, like, right. you know? And it just works. It just works. Like, we're a family. We're Jewish. It's not – it doesn't define us. It's right. not everything about us. Right. Uh, my in-laws – like, I have the same type of family situation where, like, you know, the, it's a sitcom. Right. Every, everyone's different. Everyone does a different thing. Yeah. I showed up uh, to, to Christmas one year with, like, what would Jesus do? He would celebrate <laughs> Hanukkah. Um, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but everyone's cool, and it's the same thing. It's like there's no judgment. Mm. Um, even the – I'm the loudest voice in the room with like my my on both sides of so my mom's family and my mother in law's family both have like born again um family members who are like proselytizing, who will pull me aside. Yeah. Actually, when I was nineteen years old, twenty years old, I went to a family wedding with my wife and like my my uh mother in law's stepbrother pulled me aside like during brunch and was like, I understand that your mother converted, uh have you ever thought about talking to your mother's family about finding Jesus? <laughs> and I said, no, but, but, but you know what? But, but we had like an honest, respectful conversation and everyone was mortified. Like, oh my God, how disrespectful. And I was like, he wasn't disrespectful. Like he right. believes in something. Absolutely. He had a conversation with me about it. Like yeah. I'm not offended by it. Right. Like it is what it is. And the same thing, I, my uncles and I, the, the ones that seem like they'd be like the least accepting are the ones that will have a conversation with you and you can talk about it. And like they no, I'm not, we disagree spiritually. Like I'm not, they have their beliefs, but like they would step in front of a bus for me. Like they love me. And that's all that matters in the family. Right. Is like, do you yeah, love it? So absolutely. like if your son, if your son-in-law loves your daughter and is a good husband, it's, all it's like, all right, man, Hey, listen, yeah. that's all that matters. It's better than having someone who aligns with your belief system right. and isn't good. Right. Like that's not cool. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So you are going to, he's going to convert to Judaism and we're going to end the podcast. Well, I got a, I got a nice mikvah to take you to. So when you get ready to cross over, we'll right. dunk you three times. Do you even know what that means? It's a bath. Right? Yeah, it's a oh, bath. Be <laughs> nice and warm. Yeah. Andre, you're, you're very worldly. Uh, Japan, Israel. Like, Andre Tippett. This is the head, this is the headline that Corey's going to put on Twitter. He's going to go, Andre Tippett offers to convert Dave Becker to <laughs> <laughs> Dave Becker, uh, fearful of leg sweep, <laughs> agrees to become Jew. <laughs> uh, All right, guys, this is heat in the kitchen. One last oh, thing. On. One last thing before you say. Oh, oh you so just messed up that great ending. Yeah, that was. That was good. Sorry. Sorry. Just, yeah, yeah. I'm just no, joking. Cool. Go for so it. I was gonna say, if you go to Japan, I, I have the one jar. I know you need two. I want to make some tea bowls for the masters when you bring them over. 
Sounds good. I'll make them good. It's like I know it's like a big deal over there. They make a big deal out of like they drink tea out of like they're kind of like cups yes. and kind of like bowls. Yep. Absolutely. I'll throw them in there. I want to. I have to get back into the pottery. Thing. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, that stuff was so cool. I remember. I mean, again, we have one set. I'd love more. Yeah. Hey, you know, like I could drink tea too. I'm not a master of any kind, and uh, uh, well, but I'll work on it if that's thing, what it takes to get tea cups. They'll get these these cups out of the bottom of the uh, the kiln that are all like gnarly, and the way they look at them, they're like they're so beautiful because they're irreplaceable. Yeah. And then they like sip tea out of them. It's pretty cool, dude. You know everything. There is like it's crazy how much you know. I got stuck in like Wikipedia land. That's like how. <laughs> well, that, that so this might not be true, is what you're saying. It's just Wikipedia. Andre confirmed it. All right, now this is heat in the kitchen. <laughs>